in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Welcome into the Sportsocracy. It is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We come to you live as always from the Ingalls studio. It is a Wednesday afternoon here in the Ingalls studio and you can uh, get us everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Take us with you everywhere you go. And of course, see us live on YouTube. Just go to the sportsocracy.com. Click the live video link in the middle of the page. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat each and every day and get those live alerts whenever we are here in the studio. Now, uh, we will have full coverage, full live reactions this Sunday from all, from both of the AFC and the NFC championship games. We're already taking wagers on how many domestic lights will Jeremy have during this telecast. The line is 14 and a half, and I feel like that is easy money. Over! Yeah, I feel like that's easy money. Yes. Yes, indeed. HWA will be here, uh, and she will also be by ride back to the the place where we live. So you do with that information what you will. Uh, Live reactions, uh, playoff games, we we got a lot of great reaction from it last year. Obviously, uh, things have... Things have happened in the first two weekends of football here that we haven't been able to do those, but we will be doing all of the championship action for you on Sunday. And yes, the NFL show continues here because we are uh, just counting down the days, or I guess the hours now, until the championship games. Plus, we've got teams still trying to decide who their coaches is. Are, are you surprised, Jeremy, that nobody's named a coach yet? No, we started talking about this last year that, that teams were going to take longer in the process. Because you had started seeing teams do that to make sure they got the right guy. It never made a whole lot of sense that you would hire a coach in the divisional round of the playoffs. You can't hire a coach that's their team's still playing. So it really diminishes the field. None of it shocks me. I I do think you're going to see one hired by the end of the week, though. And that's probably a good place to, to start us off. It is time for the opening drive, and it's always brought to you by Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. Go to 629 Brevard Road. That's where the showroom's at. You can go by there, check out their stock of brand new uh, cars. So you can also get SUVs and, and, and the trucks and all the things. And, of course, they have a uh, great stock of certified pre-owns that they will put you in. Uh, I am currently in a brand new Frontier, which has become just, I feel like that's just mine. I, I, that's what I drive. I'm, I'm a truck guy now. Does it make a lot of sense for me? I don't know. No. Not because I don't do a lot of handy things, but it does come in great handy to have a bed of a truck for when you have to move copious amount of things, well, which was, I do. Well, and, and, and it suits you. It suits you. Look, you don't have to be uh, Mr. M- Mr. Hollett to have a pickup truck. In fact, no, I saw but it. I, I saw- look like a guy that if you didn't know me, you would think well, that guy can probably fix something. Uh huh. You just wouldn't know that it's your computer. 
or your, <laughs> or your modem or your computer things because I don't really look like that. Uh, yeah, no, you don't. Uh, but you would think, big burly guy like you would haul stuff, but I did see, uh, I think it was Reuters had a poll out the other day that said like something like 80% of, shocker of shockers, millennial pickup truck drivers never haul a single thing. <laughs> You're kidding. Really? Uh, that's because we're coming to a time where nobody's going to be able to fix anything, and that terrifies me because I'm one of those people that can't fix anything. Uh, that's because, uh, yeah, Jer- Jeremy's the kind of guy that he'll have a pickup truck, he could have a box truck, he could have a 53-foot trailer. He's still hiring somebody to move all his stuff. Without a doubt. No doubt. I am beyond the age of pizza and beer. I will consume both, but not to help you move anything. Uh, we've got teams trying to make their decision on their head coaches. We've got five openings in the NFL, and none of them have been filled to this point. It is kind of surprising to me that not one domino has fallen yet. However, there are reports out today that the Denver Broncos could make a decision today on their head coaching position. That's a really nice way of saying they could hire Sean Payton today because if he says no, it's back to the old drawing board. And if you want to know how in on Sean Payton they were, uh, Rob Walton, one of the owners of this team, went on a hunting trip that he didn't come back from until today. Weird. That's the first day they could give Sean Payton a second interview. Mm -hmm. I I saw a lot of people going, this is embarrassing that our owner is not even here for the... Calm down. All right, read the tea leaves. What that should tell you is that nothing could transpire while he was gone that he would care about in the least. What that means is that Sean Payton is basically Denver Broncos or back to Fox. The Carolina Panthers are down to second interviews. they got three candidates that they're bringing in for second interviews. We'll tell you who those are in just a second. We've got the Indianapolis Colts also scheduling uh, second interviews or completing second interviews with a few candidates. So we'll have the full update on that for you. We've got, uh, I'm sure we'll get into at some point, the uh, the finalists for all the NFL awards. Those were announced today, and uh, it was cute that Justin Jefferson got a nod for MVP. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's, he's doing stuff. Yeah, let's go, Justin Jefferson. Show up to the MVP award. Oh. Yeah, you're not going to win that. We got an update on the uh, on the Patrick Mahomes injury. Uh, Joe Burrow and the rest of the Cincinnati Bengals can seem to be uh, getting under people's skin a little bit more than usual. And uh, I don't, it was already mentioned in our uh, our Discord chat, I believe, earlier today that uh, well, some some of our sportsocracy faithful hate Joe Burrow now. So are. You are always they, hate people that are good. Yeah. Are they becoming the new target for all the uh, the vitriol in the NFL? Discuss that coming up. But the Carolina Panthers, that's the news we'll start with. Second interviews, there's three candidates for the head coaching position. And, and when I say them, you're going to go, okay, no, no. <laughs> and they start with? Frank Reich, uh, hey, you know, okay. he's doing stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. The second one is Steve Wilkes. No, 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 no. And then the third one, and this is the one that intrigues me the most, is Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. What? Wait, what? Why? Why? I don't know. Look, Ke- 
look, Kellen Moore was one of the top names in the last head coaching cycle. But I feel like after this after this past season, especially with the way it ended, it's not really eh. I mean, I guess the the arguments for Kellen Moore would be this team still won. They still moved the ball. But kinda. did they win it because of did no. they win anything because of Kellen Moore? That's what I was saying. They kinda moved the ball when Cooper Rush was playing quarterback. They scored enough points to win, but is that the genius that is the offensive mind of Kellen Moore? Look, I think he is a I think he's a decent enough candidate in the right spot. Do I think that spot is Carolina? Oh, good God, no. <laughs> no, if that's the three you're giving me, it's Frank Wright. End of discussion. Repeat the line. See, if I'm going Kellen Moore, I want to. Ha- I don't. I don't want to put the franchise in the hands of Kellen Moore when we don't have a quarterback. Like if we had a quarterback. Whatever team, I'm I'm not using the Carolina Panthers. I'm just I'm just saying if if my team has a quarterback, I would be more willing to to entertain the thought of Kellen Moore. I just don't know that he's a quarterback whisperer guru kind of guy that I want him to have a draft pick and and cultivate that and live through that. Well, and the thought process is that he has developed Dak Prescott into what I I don't know. I, I feel like this is one of those times that we're doing the millennial 2020 thing where we have to give people participation trophies. Hey, Dak Prescott didn't crash you into the rocks, and you were his coach, which means you're you're awesome. Okay, so that begs the question, how much better today is Dak Prescott than he was at Mississippi State? Just as a quarterback. Oh, I mean, I would say that's, I would say that's pretty drastic. I mean, he was a borderline draftable prospect for me. So, you know, he started yeah. in this league for a minute. I, you know, I, I I'll give you I'll give you flowers there. But how much? That's what I'm saying though. How much growth have we seen out of him? Not enough. Look, like I said, in the right situation, I would like Kellen Moore. I don't think Carolina's that because Carolina has two options. And and later in the show, we're going to have our first mocking the mock of mel kuyper jr mel buddy i love you so much but lord have mercy were you drunk this morning did you get up this morning he either got up this morning and chose violence or he was actively intoxicated on something i don't know which one or he did that thing where he only cared about the first five picks and then he just threw darts at boards yeah everybody says that about mel that's that's not true uh but carolina has two options you either bring back sam Darnold at a discounted rate heavily incentivized like the Daniel Jones deal light or you're going to have to take a quite a step because that means you will need a quarterback please for the love of all this good and holy stop throwing Matt Corral at me that that's not that's not the quarterback you want just trust me on that and now you're going to have a coach that didn't draft him he was universally panned across the league the the chances of you hiring a coach that would be in on him are practically zero. And the two offensive guys that I know you're talking to, neither one does he fit their system at all. Mm -hmm. So that means you're either going to have to take a a flyer at nine or you're going to have to trade up to, to get a quarterback. I would say best case scenario, you trade up from nine to get to three with the Arizona Cardinals 
with the intention of taking either Stroud or Levis. Mm-hmm. That's going to cost you two second round picks, so it's going to hurt what you can put around him. It's going to take away. You're going to need that you somebody, yeah. that can get the best out of a bad situation. And I'm not going to lie; I'm looking at Frank Wright, going, "I can't tell you that's the best candidate in the cycle. I can tell you it's the best candidate that's left that you're interviewing a second time. So long as this information is true that these are the three finalists, that's your best case scenario." And before you tell me how bad he was with Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers, just understand he was getting the corpse of formerly good NFL quarterbacks. He also got Carson Wentz and Nick Foles to a Super Bowl. So you can't give me the bad without talking about the good. Right. And for me, that makes this a no-brainer. I also like the staff he would be able to bring in. So if I'm Carolina, it's Frank Reich all in. All my chips to the middle of the table, and, and let's get this done today. I agree. I fully agree. I have been against the Steve Wilkes talk since it all started up. The guy's a, a good defensive coordinator. He has the trust of the locker room. It's awesome, guys. It really is. But as a head coach, he's and, a and failure. And who's going to coordinate your offense? That, that, there's the problem. You're, the biggest problem with the that's – what, that's what's always irritated me about the Steve Wilkes thing. I'm not telling you he's not a nice guy. I'm not telling you the players don't like him. I'm saying your defense is the one thing that I already know you have. There are probably 50 people that could coordinate that defense, and it would be fine. Mm -hmm. Your offense, that's a little bit tougher of a sell. Because, yes, the line's improved, but what playmakers do you actually have? It's DJ Moore and a lot of, well, there's that. And you look at the four teams left in the playoffs. You want me to tell you a fun stat that I found out today? Yeah. If you take the top three receivers off all four teams that are still left. Okay. How many of those guys are 25 years old or younger? Oh, five. It's eight of the 12. Wow. There are only four receivers that will start on Sunday that are older than 25 years old. So, yes, DJ Moore's a great piece, but you're seeing around the league that it's constant churn at receiver. I need somebody that can develop that. Mm -hmm. It's all well and good that you can play defense and uh, yay. I need somebody that can score. And if you're Carolina, that's where I feel like you have to go. Absolutely. Frank Reich uh, is the leader in the clubhouse, clearly for us. Who is it for you? You can weigh in. In the chat, have we heard from uh, our our big uh, Panther fans, Adam Black or, or, I, I, or I have not. Kevin Vick? I haven't seen them in the comments yet. I've, well, we discussed this before the show, and it was basically a resignation of just hire Frank Reich. Well, of course it is. If those are the finalists that you're giving me, it's Frank Reich, and it's not close. Yes. Now, I mean, if you could, if there was some way that Sean Payton wasn't going to Denver and he was in the mix for for your job, okay. that's all a money thing. But you're not, uh, you and know. a compensation thing. Because mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, would I rather have Frank Reich and the ninth pick or Sean Payton minus twenty five million dollars and no ninth pick? And no ninth pick. It's yeah. Frank Reich for me, and it's not particularly all that close. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. There's a reason when we did future power rankings yesterday, this year's draft capital was a whole column. There's a reason for that. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Who are some of the finalists for the other jobs? We'll give you that up next. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. 
Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. I get you. You think there's a there's like a momentum here with Steve Wilkes at the Carolina Panthers, but is it really? Is it really any kind of momentum? Oh, but we were better than we were under Matt Rule. Well, Matt Rule was hot garbage. That, that's like saying, look at this new car that I bought at a junkyard. It has wheels. It's better than the one that I set on fire. <laughs> right. You like to use girlfriend references. I mean, okay, the, 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 the first one you were dating didn't even have a head. And now this one, well, I mean, I've seen better, but it's okay. Like, so you won stay... five. So with Steve Wilkes, you won five of your last eight games. Yeah. Five and eight, do, do you and know five who, and three. Do, do you know who they were, who they were against though? The Falcons, who were not good. Mm-mm. The Denver Broncos, who may be the worst offense I've ever seen. The Seattle Seahawks, that was a good one. I, I'm not gonna lie, that was a good one. Uh, the Detroit Lions, that was a good one because uh-huh. they completely forgot to show up and play defense. I think. And the New Orleans Saints that you won ten to seven. Yeah, since that's since, not momentum. Since the firing of Matt Rule. Steve Wilkes was six and six as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. I mean, if that's what you're after, if you're after, you know, mediocre, just run of the mill, and kiss my your point is, seasons, then okay. And my point is that you shouldn't be okay with that. No, you should Because shouldn't. this is a division that's so open for the taking that the team who he's wearing their swag right now is interviewing Clint Kubiak. Because <sighs> who else uh, who was the one yesterday? There was another one yesterday that I laughed at. And now oh, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Uh, Tank's I've, already dragged I've already it away. tried to forget uh, that Tank's one. already dragged it away. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are irrelevant at this point. The New Orleans Saints are not far ahead of them, but at least you've still got talent. Tampa Bay has a bunch of receivers and nobody to throw them the ball. Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. Greatest, that's right. Jim Bob Cooter. Greatest name in all of NFL history. Yeah. Uh, open- so half of your division is on the decline. The only team that's not is the Atlanta Falcons, who, by the way, they have the same problem you do, only much bigger because they don't have a quarterback either. And their team's not as good. Um, I don't necessarily agree with you there. Roster for roster, Carolina Atlanta are way closer than you want to let uh, than you want to let on. Okay, Drake London and Kyle Pitts are both D O double G dogs. Agreed. So I don't have to have as great of a quarterback in Atlanta as I need in, in in Carolina. True. I mean, Atlanta's got the got the edge on the offensive side, but Carolina, I think, is head and shoulders on defense better than Atlanta. 
uh, it's not head and shoulders. They have better talent. That, I mean, I'll give you that. They have better talent. Mm-hmm. But there were also games where that defense got absolutely tortured. So it's it's hard for me to say, oh, yeah, lockdown defense. You're, right. you're great there. Right. That's my problem with Steve Wilkes. I've seen him as a head coach two times. Arizona was a train wreck. 3-13. and 13. Now, that's train wreck franchise. He comes in and he's the interim here. And I'm not telling you it wasn't good. It was fine in the worst division in NFL history. Train wreck franchise. How's and, that any different? In and Charlotte? so now you're you're going to bring him in based off those eight games. I, I want you to do me a favor. Name me the last time that that worked. And we've seen a bunch of teams do it over the years. When was the last time that five years later you went, oh, yeah, that was the right idea. Well, we really should have done that. No, because twos are twos and ones are ones. And so if I'm Carolina, Frank Reich is a one. And I know a lot of people bang on him for not having a quarterback mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. I got news for you. That had virtually nothing to do with him. Chris Ballard has one of the hardest hands in all of the NFL. He's one of the heaviest handed GMs in the league because he's a really bright guy. Mm-hmm. So this was him churning through all of these quarterbacks. And if you remember, I said Frank Reich's going out on his, uh, on his shield here of I'm going to do this my way with Sam Ellinger instead of Matt Ryan. Frank Reich's a good coach. And I think that's probably the best one you could hire. I would agree. I would agree. And if you bring it, the other thing I, that, that I would argue is you hire Steve Wilkes. All right, what's your plan for the the offensive side of the ball? Before you give me, well, they could bring in Frank Wright. No, they couldn't. Guys like Frank Wright do not tie themselves to coaches uh, that, that that are retribution projects. You've mm-hmm. already done this once. You're getting your sec chance. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. A guy like Frank Wright ties himself to somebody like Azira Averro. Or D'Amico Ryans, who's going to get a lot of of leeway. And I'm not going to get fired in a year and be doing this exact same thing. Right. That's where a Frank Wright goes. Because the chances are next year with Steve Wilkes as your head coach, if you miss the playoffs, and let's say you miss it poorly by a few games, it's done. Steve not, Wilkes isn't the head coach anymore. Not necessarily. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a very quick trigger. I, I don't think you can go into a year saying – how many coaches have we seen fired in one year in the last in the last few not years? Not nearly as many as you think, and they were all disasters. That's that's not where I think that would go. Mm-hmm. But the Frank Reich side of it could. If the offense doesn't turn around, somebody's going to be the sacrificial lamb, and it oh. would most likely be him. Yeah. One of the things you always have to remember about coaching candidates, they're looking at their own career longevity in a vacuum. So it, it would be hard for me to believe that you're going to get anything more than the hot shot quarterbacks coach or running backs coach that can work. It just worked with Mike Kavka in, in New York. And now he's going to get a head coaching job that worked. I'm not so sure that works with Steve Wilkes where here, um, the offense is yours and I'm going to go over here and play with the defense because I don't know anything about offense. That's not what I would be tying myself to personally. Mm Mm-hmm. Mike Kafka did get an interview for the uh, Carolina Panthers head coaching job, but apparently they're not going to go that way. No, it seems like Houston's all in on on Kafka, uh, Azura Averro, and D'Amico Ryans. Yes. So it looks like one of those three will be the next coach of the Texans. Yes, Mac, uh, Mike Kafka and Ajiro Averro both have second interviews scheduled with the Houston Texans. <laughs> My question would be, well, for why? But why? Why do you want to do this? Of what? Oh, why you want to go to the oh, Texans? Why do you want to go yeah. to the Houston Texans? I get it. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts have a couple of guys that have uh, been scheduled for second interviews. 
One of them is Ajiro Averro, the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. The other one is Raheem Morris. And the third is Jeff Saturday. Oh, did that just come out? Uh, it didn't just come oh, out, but it's, no. yeah, he's the third. That's oh, no. one of those where I feel like you have to be looking at that situation going, I already know what you're going to do because I feel like you predestined what you were going to do long before you ever did it. And it's such a bad idea. They're not going to give him a second chance, are they? Jeff, oh, absolutely. Jeff Saturday's the next coach of the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> somebody would have to, from what I have been told, somebody would damn near have to blow them away. I mean, they'd have to come in with uh, some unbelievable plan for Indianapolis because Jim Irsay is just that locked in on Jeff Saturday. Wow. Thinks he's a leader of men. You want to talk about uh, dumpster fire franchises. And that's that's a good way to put yourself into that conversation. Well, I mean, Jim Irsay is, it, it, I mean, let's be really honest. This is a guy that he's, he's a little crazy. Uh-huh. He's a little crazy. And there's not a whole lot of checks and balances there. Jim does what Jim wants to do. I mean, look, look, Jim Irsay is like the the on steroids version of Bill Belichick. You take Peyton Manning away. That's not been the greatest franchise in the NFL since he's been the one in charge. Mm -hmm. Speaking of dumpster fire organizations, the Arizona Cardinals, they're they're doing stuff with their head coaching search. That's the one I don't know what they're going to do. They have scheduled a second interview now with Dan Quinn good for you woo good for you make dan quinn your next head coach and see how long that lasts see this is when when you said i don't hate that as much when, as you, when you said arizona cardinals uh were a dumpster uh, a dumpster fire franchise you kind of talked over me when i said well how's that different from carolina oh no arizona's a much bigger dumpster fire than carolina okay. that's not even much, the same ballpark much much bigger much bigger. I would not consider Carolina a dumpster fire organization. Yeah, That's easy for close. you to say. You're a Bucks fan. No, uh, they've been with Super Bowl in the last eight years. So, no, they're not a dumpster fire organization. <laughs> the way the last few years has gone? Because you made a bad decision with Matt Rule and you've got a new owner. That's When I say dumpster fire organization, the Arizona Cardinals have been dog water for 40 years. This is Except the same team with Kurt Warner, and they, were, they had one foot in a grave and one foot on a banana peel. It's one of the luckiest teams in NFL history. Ooh, g- great for you. Yeah, the Jets got to a Super Bowl. So uh-huh. uh, I'm calm, maybe calm down on just that one. Again, how's that different from Carolina? Well, Carolina's been an organization for, 27, <laughs> for 26 Look, years. I get, I get it, but tell me you don't see the signs of uh, if they if they boo-boo kitty this next hire, they're right in the middle of it. Yeah, I don't see that that way. Okay. I just don't. I mean, it's, a, it's an organization that's – if it, and you're going to have to quote me on this if I'm wrong – they're 26 years into functionality. Mm-hmm. They have as many Hall of Famers or prospective Hall of Famers as the Jets have in the last 50 years. That doesn't scream Arizona Cardinals to me. That doesn't scream Houston Texans to me. Sure. It doesn't scream Indianapolis Colts to me, to be really honest. Okay. Those are the franchises that I'm looking at going from the top down. This is dysfunctional. <laughs> All of you people rail on David Tepper, and I don't get it. He's a new owner that made one splashy bad mistake. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many others have done that? Uh, San Francisco did that. Oh, by the way, this franchise that's the it's the bastion of stability. They did the exact same thing, and not only did they do it, they did it after he had been mm-hmm. fired in Philadelphia. 
Another bastion of stability. First impressions are important. You're and, and a man of fine. business. You know this. And I get that. But treating that as this, that's what this is, to me, that's just stupid. You're looking at a team that in 25 years has been to two Super Bowls. Do you know how many other franchises can say that? If you take away the initial 12 that, obviously, you all did it. Because right. there were 12 teams. Right. Uh, it's four. That's this is apples and and Ferraris. It doesn't even make sense to me. Okay, you're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Welcome to Harvest Farms, where the best organic or natural products are waiting for you. Where the fields are filled with flavorful delights, and every bite is backed with the highest quality and attention. This is a place of affordable organic adventure, where freshness reigns supreme. That can only be found at Ingalls. Harvest Farms Organics. You'll love what's inside. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And welcome back into the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville. Time to get just a bit outside. And, uh, Jeremy, your chance to use one of your favorite sayings about your least favorite sport. Oh, because baseball. Because baseball. Yesterday, it became official that they have a new member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Cooperstown, New York will have a new enshrinee, and it's Scott Rowland. Yay. Look, Scott Rowland was a really good player. He was a very good player. He's a Hall of Famer. And I get it, but this, here's the, argument the problem you're getting that I have. To, the argument you're getting ready to make is why I think baseball is, without a doubt, the poorest run sport in the history of time, and you're literally telling us that we shouldn't care. Yes. Yes, you are. Go Be- ahead. Because you got Scott Rowland now in the Hall of Fame, and some of your greatest stars are not. This oh, is that's go- a whole nother level. This I is was- a- Look, I don't have. A I was pro- gleaning over that. No, I don't have a problem with Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland's fine, but you know what Scott Rowland is to me? Scott Rowland's the fifth guy on the ballot. Scott Rowland is the guy that yeah, we got him into the Hall of Fame too. He's not your headliner. Think about where the Baseball Hall of Fame has been since the Derek Jeter year. Derek Jeter was the only one in that 2020 class, and of course, COVID came. And we had to delay the enshrinement for a year. It took all of the headline off the table, the pomp and circumstance that was going to be the Derek Jeter thing. Oh, yeah, that's what did it. 
And then, and then a year later, it, it you know it came and it kind of went with a whimper. And in the last three years, you got two guys in the Hall of Fame. Now, one of them was the greatest designated hitter of all time. So, I, I mean, Red Sox fan, I'm going to give you credit for David Ortiz. But, I mean, this is like the, the third time in Major League history or in Baseball Hall of Fame history that they have gone three years with only electing two guys to the Hall of Fame in that three-year stretch. And there it is. Baseball is literally so egotistical with its Hall of Fame that you tell us year in and year out, there were not five special enough players for us to let them in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. That is subconsciously telling people our sport is awful. The NFL is calling all-time greats that can't get in. You can't find a second because baseball. Indeed. And then, of course, you give me Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame, and then I can go down the list of all the ones that should be in the Hall of Fame that are not because of the dumbass steroid era arguments. I am so sick and tired of that, and I cannot wait for 70% of these baseball writers who are just sitting around drinking their Metamucil every day to shuffle off this mortal coil so we can finally get a Hall of Fame that represents the greatness of baseball. Sorry, I had to do that. The greatness of baseball. I, I look. You can not like baseball all you want to, but <laughs> that's like the, it's like saying the greatness of ginger ale. Uh, really? <laughs> ginger ale is pretty damn good. I you, haven't had a ginger ale in twenty years, you, and I don't see any end in sight. You spike that sucker with some uh, with some whiskey and. You're on to a little bit of a party. I'm, so, I'm saying. Sprite called uh, exponentially better. <laughs> Scott Rowling got 76% of the votes. He is the only one eligible under the 75% rule to be enshrined this year. Todd Helton, former Asheville tourist, he was next on the ballot with 72.2%. Thanks, baseball. It's, it's Appreciate awesome. you. It's awesome. We just shove, I also right. love that they announced that at six o'clock on a on what a Tuesday. Well, of course they awesome. did because they everybody were hoping that them. everybody would forget and not lambaste them for it. Well, I mean that and all the people that cared had to get their matlock and their metamucil in before they took a <laughs> night night. This wasn't the greatest year for Brian Kelly, although by the end it had seemed to take a little rebound. He had his famous my family introduction at a LSU basketball game, the really odd circular dance video with the recruit that wound up signing with Alabama. This may be the worst look yet for the, the Baton Rouge head coach. An audit done by an independent group of LSU's financials has discovered that Brian Kelly was paid an extra million dollars in the fiscal year of 2022. Now, you might be saying million dollars. That's probably just a bonus. Man, they, they just, yeah. they're just giving a little extra money for a job well done. Sure. They paid him twice. In May and June, they paid him twice. And he saw that and went, that's fine. No, we're good. I'm not going to tell a soul. The, uh, the, the report. It was direct deposited. He didn't notice. The, the report basically says that it was bad accounting by both parties. So let me get this straight. Brian Kelly is actually adhering to a Jeremy Green philosophy of if you give me money, it's not my job to tell you you did it wrong. I'll give you that. How you misplace a million dollars? 
How are you? How do you need an independent group to tell you you paid a guy twice? And, and apparently, there's no plan to fix this. Mm-hmm. They're just, doo, 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 it's all good. Well, I mean, he still is employed with the with the school, so we could uh, skip a payment next year. We can make that work on the books somehow. So they have they have set up a payment plan to repay the money owed, but it's not him actually paying anything back. It's just them docking little amounts out of his pay. There you go. And according to a report, it'll take five years for him to pay it back. I feel like there's an easier way to do that. But what do I do? What? Just take it all back? Just take just- a million bucks away. You're making a million dollars a month. I think you're fine. <laughs> Skip June. I promise you. It, you won't even know it's gone. But that's not fair. Fair is a thing that shows up in your town three times, once a year with funnel cakes and Ferris wheels. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, get into the chat. Go to the sportocracy.com. Click the live video link. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you two uh, can get in on the conversation in the chat. It's always, always fun. Some great uh, baseball comments here. Um, as we have. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Cunningham t- said ginger ale tastes like nursing home medicine. <laughs> Correct. Divine- I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't like ginger anything. Really? And yes, I see the irony in that. Interesting. You are I don't ginger, like ginger dressing. Ginger. I'm not a ginger. I am a daywalker. I only my facial hair is red. We didn't need to know that, but we appreciate you sharing. Well, I mean, I don't wear a hat every day. You can see that the hair on my head is brown. Uh I actually had somebody ask me if I dyed my beard the other day. I went how much do you know about me? Because that doesn't strike me as something I would do. Divine Comedy said, quote, the greatness of baseball is what my high school English teacher used to call an oxymoron. Fact. <laughs> uh, do appreciate uh, do, do appreciate the shout-outs that we get. Um, I'm looking for the comment, and, and, and I misplaced it here. But, uh, uh, oh, here it is. George Cook, flight delayed at the airport. Thank God for the sportsocracy. Hey, we're here for you. It's not a super chat, but I felt like we needed to highlight it. That's hey, right. We're here for you each and every day. As uh, somebody that flies a lot, I can tell you, delayed, fl- delayed flights are the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Tao says uh, the, the all-time hits leader and the all-time home run leader. Not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, irrelevant. Yeah. Tell me your, your Hall of Fame is irrelevant without telling me. I want to do one of those man-on-the-street you know what i'm talking about those those oh, yeah. little puff pieces oh, that yeah. news entities do of i'm gonna ask you a baseball hall of fame or a baseball all-stars name and i want you to tell me what who you think that person is and i want to see how long it takes before we get somebody that goes oh yeah he's the second baseman for the pittsburgh pirates mm-hmm. meanwhile in the nfl i can tell you the backup kicker of the dallas cowboys name that really tells you everything you need to know It does. It does. Baseball's become like The Wire. It had a really niche following. <laughs> and that niche following tried to convince me it was the greatest show of all time. And Meanwhile, every time I turned it on, I either fell asleep or blood came out of my ear. A niche following. I will say that does lead me uh, into another topic of discussion that I need the help of the reprehensible zone. Okay. All right, so last night I started uh, The Mayor of Kingstown. Okay. It's with Jeremy Renner, who plays a character in The Avengers, but I don't yeah. remember what that character's He's name Hawkeye. was. Hawkeye. He's the guy with the bow I and went, arrow. I went Black Hawk. I went Trey Young. I went every hawk I could think of, and I could not think of the name. 
That show is phenomenal. Yes. Well, the guy that makes it is the same guy that made Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. If you've listened to the show for any period of time, you Taylor know that- Taylor Sheridan Ta- is his name. That is correct. Yeah. Is, it, is it Taylor or Tyler? Taylor. Taylor Sheridan. Phenomenal work. Yes. Just watched Tulsa King. It was phenomenal. Started Kings of uh, or uh, uh, Mayor of Kingstown. It's phenomenal. So now this has convinced me, all right, I'm 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 going to have to watch Yellowstone. Yes, you are. I've been telling you that for three years now. I don't do cowboy things. All right, that's especially when two of your spinoffs are named after years that were before my grandparents were born. That's a horrible start. Well, look, I keep I, like I say, I keep telling you, it's get around the cowboy thing. It's about you know rough and rugged dudes who are all of who are all shocker of shockers staunch republicans who are just about protecting their land and, and there's guns and there's sex and that uh, you have all of the things that make jeremy green want to watch a show well i have heard nothing about hatred nicotine or alcohol so all right we're uh beth dutton just right. remember the name all right that's that's fair she's enough. gonna be your new favorite person on this planet uh, and that's entirely possible <laughs> i have asked the reprehensibles what order am i supposed to watch this in now, I didn't explain this when I asked the question on social media. I'm really weird about how I watch things like this. I just went back and watched Young Sheldon and then followed it up with The Big Bang Theory. That's how weird I am about watching stuff That's like this. strange, yeah. So if there are things that I need to know in the prequel before the series, I want to watch that first. No. And I'm getting very different answers on no, that. No, you should watch it just as we have watched it. Who have been those of us who have been watching the show from its in, from its inception? You go Yellowstone, watch the first three seasons because there's things that that in the prequel you'll be like, oh, that's how they did that, or that's what the connection is with the family, All or right. whatever. You so, should start with the actual show. But I stop before this current season and then go back and watch the prequels. That's you, been yeah. said a bunch of times. Yeah. Is that you should watch it in the order that it was released. Yes. Okay. All right, that will be a, a new segment starting next week. Jeremy catches up on Yellowstone. Jeremy catches up on Yellowstone. We haven't named it yet, but it's it's coming uh ginger cowboy there's some there's some ginger cowboy thing That's, in there it's somewhere. there somewhere yeah yeah mullet cowboy rides again let's <laughs> ride you are in the sportsocracy here on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 in the last year my life has changed just i mean it's like the french fresh prince of bel-air song my life just got flipped turned upside down and it's all because of phd weight loss PhD weight loss in the last year helped me lose 90 pounds. I have shed a, well, a grade schooler. And I never thought success like this was was possible on any other program. I've done all the fad diets in my life. And it was one of those things that I'd, I'll do it for a little while and then just fall off the wagon and there's no support system. I'm just kind of on my own. PhD is not that way. They give you a support system that keeps you on track, keeps you motivated, and you will get results like you can't anywhere else. I did not have a toddler to lose. Uh, I had just stopped working out every day, and when you continue to consume food at the same rate that you did when you did athletic things, you get a little chunky, and it led to some back problems, some sleep apnea, and different issues. Just a year into this program, all of those have gone away. I'm wearing extra-large shirts. Bought this off the rack. 
That was not a thing I could do in the past, and it's all thanks to the planning program of PhD. Uh, I am enjoying a new wardrobe myself, and if you've been struggling with a weight problem your entire life, never found a way to get a handle on it, PhD Weight Loss, we highly recommend. MyPhDWeightLoss.com, PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition, the official partner of the Clemson Tigers. Coming up in the next hour, we are going to find we're, we're it's the first one of these that we're going to do all year long or well i guess over the next four months over the the draft season as the draft season is upon us everybody and their brother every analyst who thinks he's worth his salt every every guy who's might have a better deal but may not be better than jeremy green putting out their mock drafts and we will mock mel kuyper's first mock draft coming up uh in just a little bit but first Jeremy's got his bangers of the night in the NBA, also in college. Again, we say this, you don't have to watch the games. Don't watch them. I have no intention on watching them. Uh, but that under last night, how about, how about or over last night, excuse me, how about that over? It was another two and two night last night for the green on green picks. We'll have uh, more bangers for you coming up after this right here on ESPN Asheville. Coming to you live from the Ingles studio, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years but the same thing applies to cars whether you're looking to buy a car trade in or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust fred anderson nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car they have two on-site managers that work with kelly blue book to give you top dollar for your vehicle you can even have your car appraised instantly at andersonnissan.com stop in and visit them today at 629 brevard road nashville or call them at 828-365-1663 Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Two and two last night keeps us at 500 for the year. This is Green on Green brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. Full slate of games in college and the pros tonight. And for once, I'm on all of the biggest games of the night. First, UConn's a six-and-a-half-point favorite tonight against Xavier. A recent slide by the Huskies has really skewed the public narrative on them and leads to a bit of a strange line against Xavier. UConn's 11-1 and at home with the one loss, a terrible shooting night against St. John's. This is their first set of back-to-back home games in a month. Xavier isn't nearly as good on the road, and this feels like a get-right spot to me. UConn minus the six-and-a-half. Next, Auburn's a five-point favorite at home against Texas A&M. 
Auburn's one of the best defensive teams in the country, and nobody talks about them. Texas A&M, terrible three-point shooting team. Those are two things that lead me to believe this is going to be a complete blowout. Auburn's good at home. Give me Auburn minus the five. In the NBA, my 2023 NBA champion Denver Nuggets are an eight-point dog tonight at the Milwaukee Bucks. Look, my Nuggies have won 20 of their last 24. But this is a back-to-back, so you have to know you may see load management for Jamal Murray. That's the more likely of the two. And on the high side, Nikola Jokic. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen because this is a prime spot and a big game to sway public narrative. I'm going to take the risk, and I'm taking the Nuggets plus the eight. And finally, the Philadelphia 76ers are a five-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. Over-under is 225-and-a-half for their game with the Brooklyn Nets. Offensively, Philadelphia is way better at home. They score almost a full point and a half more at home than they do on the road. These are two really good defensive teams, Brooklyn especially without Kevin Durant. Leads me to believe lower scoring game. I just don't think Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving and a bunch of dudes can keep up with Philadelphia at home. Give me the 76ers minus the five and a half under 225 and a half. For more, follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, Green on Green is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out. Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the Sportocracy. We come to you live from the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And, of course, heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. You can also see us live on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat. And uh, it is uh, it's time. It's draftman season. Oh, draftmas tree, oh, draftmas tree. The mock drafts are coming out. Jeremy's already done five of them. Well, I mean, that was over the course of the year. I've only done one postseason mock. This is very but true. There are more coming. This is very true. Uh, I think uh, you've decided on 13, lucky number oh, yeah, 13. It's, it's just it's try it's to a working that, number. Squeeze yeah. that many in before the, uh, before the actual draft. It's a working number. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. The next one, the next full one will be after the Senior Bowl. Yeah. So mock five just came out, and it's time to mock the mocks as Mel Kiper Jr. from, of course, the Mothership at ESPN put out his uh, mock draft today, <laughs> and the number one pick belongs to the Chicago Bears. And does he have them trading the pick? No. No, sir. No. Does he have them taking a generational quarterback at number one? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. He doesn't. In fact, he has them taking a defensive player. And is it the top defensive player on most people's boards? Uh, that's not as cut and dry as you're going to make it. I said most. Doesn't the majority yeah. of people have uh, Will Anderson at number one? No, I wouldn't say it's the majority. I, that's pretty split. Okay. I, here's what I will tell you. He has them taking Georgia defensive tackle, George, uh, Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, my first reaction was very pointed. 
and I'm going to recite it to you now. Is Mel Kuyper doing crimes? Because recreational drugs are the only thing that makes that make any sense. That's it. There is no other explanation for that. If Chicago is dead set on taking a defensive player, I'm not telling you they're not. Here's what I will tell you. Their GM has already come out and said, for me to take a quarterback at 101, I would have to be blown away. That comment told you everything you need to know. Did Arizona say that? No. No. Because they're committed to Tyler Murray, Kyler Murray, whether they want to be or not. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine any of the other teams that are locked in at quarterback saying, well, if we're blown away by a quarterback, we could take one at one. No. And you can give me that's posturing. You can give me whatever you want. That was Ryan Poles telling you definitively. I didn't draft Justin Fields. I think I see where this is headed. And if there's a quarterback that I like, and I fully believe there is, Mm -hmm. that's who I'll take. Mm -hmm. If not, you trade down. You've got got Houston at two, Indianapolis at four, and a slew of others all the way down to Carolina at nine. If you're taking a defensive player, you're not taking them one-on-one. Period. Mm -hmm. There, There is no path. Last year, I was the guy that told you Trayvon Walker was going one. Yes. From what? After the senior bowl on? I'm telling you definitively, the number one pick in this draft will be a quarterback, period, end of discussion, repeat the line. Well, I like the prospect of the Georgia Bulldogs becoming just the second, the, excuse me, the third team in history to have uh, players drafted number one overall in back-to-back years. Can you name the other two? Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Uh, Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. Who is the other? LSU? No, it's not LSU. Uh, I will give it to you. It's uh, it's USC. You got to go back to 1968 for that one. I should have known. Offensive lineman Ron Yeri was taken by the Minnesota Vikings with the top pick in the 1968 draft. And then the next season, the Buffalo Bills selected... O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson, that's right. So, uh, yeah, while the prospect of Georgia becoming... Uh, they really it, killed that draft. Yeah, getting... Oh. See what I did there? Yeah. That's what we're here for, people. Yeah. It's just jokes. Yeah, it's cutting edge. Just jokes. It's cutting edge. Uh, <laughs> while I would like to be in that elite company... He I knew I was going to do that before he said it. I did. Uh, I don't see this. I don't see this happening. Jalen Carter is a great player, and I think he is going to be awesome at the next level i think he will be fine but i don't know that he is aaron donald awesome he's not and if you do this you should be lmno fired the next day because let's just say and mel in the mock basically said you you have to you have to know where the trade's coming from blah 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 i already tell you there's one team in the top five that's in love with the quarterback i've Mm -hmm. already said it on the show it's will levis with the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Could that change? Absolutely. That's where it's at right now. The value of that would be number four, where Indianapolis sits now. They're two this year, and they're one next year. Mm-hmm. But but then we don't know if we get Jalen Carter. I don't care. I don't care. Name me any time that you have ever looked at a defense and said that one defensive tackle by himself is enough to, to change how you feel about a franchise. Never happened. It doesn't exist. So even if Indianapolis said, we're only willing to give you four 
next year's two and this year's two. You do it. You do it knowing either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter is going to be there for you. Worst case scenario, you call Houston and leverage them the same way San Francisco leveraged you years ago with Mitch Trubisky. You get a little extra draft capital, you move down, you still get the guy you want. Taking him at one is dumb, 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 dumb. dumb. It doesn't make any sense because you have this asset that's very valuable. But it's only as valuable as you make it. Mm -hmm. So if you basically all of the luck that you got by winding up at one, you just cast it aside by taking Jalen Carter at one. It doesn't make any sense. So that was my first great big hang up. To me, I don't see the Raiders making the move up. I just don't. I think if somebody's going to trade up, it would either be Houston at two, Indy at four, Carolina at nine. Mm-hmm. Those are the only three that really make sense to me. I can see all of those happening. I can see all of those franchises are in a place where they would want to do that. And I mean, it, I mean, gotta, I don't see, I don't see uh, Las Vegas as you mentioned. I don't see Dolph Ziggler sitting there going, you know, I really want to give up future draft capital as I'm trying to build something here with Josh McDaniels. I just don't see that happening. I get that it's, you know, he may be blown away from a quarterback. And, and that's kind of how I read the Ryan Poles thing was, okay, he said, if I'm blown away, which tells me he is blown away with somebody. And if you want him, come get him because we're going to take him. See, and to me, I read that as I have all of the power. I am full He-Man right now. I have all all the power and you will come to me with your best offer and I will take whatever the best one is. If that's for Justin Fields, it's for Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. If it's not, then we'll trade down. We'll roll with Justin Fields and we'll put a copious amount of things around him. The way you make a guy like that work is you make the trade with Carolina. You go down to nine, you get their ninth pick this year. They've got two twos, which would currently be 39 and 61, depending on how the playoffs unfold. You get those two, and then you get their one next year. Okay, I can build a roster that way. Mm-hmm. And at nine, I get Miles Murphy or Peter Skaronsky or whatever the whoever it is. I don't care. Right? It's gonna be a non-impact player position, not a non-impact player. Fletcher Cox is an impact defensive tackle. I'm not saying they don't exist. Taking one at one is stupid. That's quarterback spot. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Because there is copious amounts of value there. So no matter what you – and Chicago fans just love, love to rail <laughs> on me. Every bit of this is on the table. This is – I'm not conspiring this out of my head. It's very well known. They haven't made a decision on anything yet. But I can tell you the way that this was opined is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That the Chicago Bears keep the pick. And draft a tackle. Is, is that what you're saying? Basically, every team that needs a quarterback would have to come together and say none of them are good enough for us to give up an extra first round pick for. Name me the last time that happened. Well, I mean, where there were actual quarterbacks. And, I was and gonna I've say, had, look at this last year's draft because there were no prospects that were that good. I've had people throwing that at me too. Well, there are people saying Malik Willis was a top ten pick. Not any scout I know, and I probably know a hundred of them. Not one person that does what I do said Malik Willis is a one. Do you remember what I said about him last year? I wouldn't take him in the first two days. No shot. Wouldn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett is the safest. Sam Howell's the best. And I wouldn't take any of them. 
outside of the back end of the first round. That's it. There was none of that. Mm -hmm. There are four that teams have top 10 talent grades on. So you're not going to have that problem this year. Right. Mock drafts are always fun, especially when you look back at old mock drafts. I mean, you look back at last year's mock drafts, even a week, two weeks before the season. I mean, there were some mock drafters that had, uh, what, five quarterbacks going in the first round last year. And see, that's what you people see. You do every see. year. Yeah, but that's what people see. Mm-hmm. And they think, well, maybe this class is the same. No, no, I, this class is very much different. This class has a lot of, this is beauties in the eye of the beer holder. Uh, because you can domestic light yourself to loving a lot of these guys. If I watch the good of Will Levis, I'd get just intoxicated on him. Mm-hmm. The good of Bryce Young, but he's little. Uh, okay. The the knock on Bryce Young is he's little. Okay, so that's so so you're saying he's going to miss games. Yet yeah, Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson called. They do too, mm-hmm. and they're both bigger than Bryce Young, and they run way more than he does. So that argument kind of falls apart to me, like immediately. Right. Somebody's going to make a move here. If it's Chicago getting rid of Justin Fields or somebody moving up to get Bryce Young. Which leads us into the next, uh, uh, the the next stupid thing that I saw in uh, Mel's mock version one. It's the second pick. Okay, the number two pick belonging to the Houston Texans. It's well, they're taking Strong. a quarterback. That's quarterback, and you're taking the one that universally people have third. C.J. Stroud is universally number three. And it just depends on what team you're talking about. Bryce Young is exponentially safer. But CJ's bigger. Okay, the tape is drastically better on one than the other. Mm-hmm. It's not even close, if we're being really honest. No, you have more of it. You you have more of it to lean on with Bryce because he was the Heisman winner last year. and, and it, You got two years of it with CJ Stroud. Yeah, but, but you also have that one game. And even Mel mentioned it in his mock draft. The Georgia game was the one that made him flip. I mean, he he said it at the end of his little synopsis of the pick that he has C.J. Stroud behind Bryce Young and Will Levis by just do. a little bit. We all do, but it was he t- is. But the, it was the tape from the Georgia game that made him flip. He's the safer combination of Will Levis and and Bryce Young because he has better size than Bryce Young. And he's got a slow – he doesn't have the arm that Will Levis does, but he also doesn't make the just mind-bogglingly bad decisions. Mm -hmm. That's one of those draft picks that gets you fired. Because there's almost no way that it works out for you. Because he would have to be better than Will Levis and and Bryce Young. And he's talking about – the thing that I found the dumbest is he's talking about the scheme fit with a team that doesn't have a coach. Right, there is no scheme. So you're telling me he fits better in this scheme. They don't have a coach. What what scheme is it? The one Lovey Smith ran? I have a funny feeling that's not going to look the same next year. The Georgia game did him a lot of favors. Absolutely did. Guaranteed he will be a top five pick. Mm -hmm. Unequivocally, no doubt. Mm -hmm. He will go in the top five. And he will probably go ahead of Will Levis, depending. I would say. Depends on how things fall out. I, I, I would very say more safe. than likely. More than likely he goes ahead of Will Levis. But with Houston having their choice between the two at two, which would be best case scenario for them, 
Why? Why would you take C.J. Stroud Not a clue. over Bryce Young? Because you fall in love off one game tape, and I've seen that happen, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 times. Jake Locker, Christian Ponder, uh, Christian Hackenberg, Jamarcus Russell, Brian Lee, Achilles Smith. I could do this for a Let minute. this be noted. The first time he's ever said the words Christian Hackenberg and didn't actually vomit on himself. That's okay. Aaron Rodgers in, is in the offing, so the Christian Hackenberg thing has it's pushed out of my mind. <laughs> so the second pick was enormously stupid to you as well. It's just two things that can't happen. I mean, Houston has to be as safe as humanly possible here. And C.J. Stroud is a kid that I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't play next year. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that I don't like him so much with – I like him in Seattle a lot because you can sit behind Geno for a year. If something were to happen to Geno, you're safe. Uh, but I, I'm not dead committed on Seattle taking a quarterback. He's one of those that could fall into a lot of places. Mm-hmm. could also be a trade-up candidate. I just don't see Houston doing that with nothing around him. Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Mocking the mocks, round one. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account you need simple checking from home trust bank with simple checking you get all the essential checking services for free including 100 online access and a free visa debit card it's everything you need from a checking account but no hoops no surprises no monthly fees stop by today or call 800-627-1632 simple checking at home trust ready for what's next member fdic equal housing lender It's the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy, and we are mocking the mocks. This is the first edition of the Draftmas season, and we start with the granddaddy of them all, Mr. Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper Jr. Uh, (laughs) He has uh, Chicago keeping the number one pick. And taking Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. Houston Texans with the number two pick. Taking C.J. Stroud with both quarterbacks on the board. And then we have a couple picks that I have no problem with. Arizona Cardinals with Will Anderson. It's fine. That'll happen. Very, very plausible. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts. Bryce Young. Happiest team in the NFL. Yeah, because that's a no-doubter. He falls to four to you and you're doing backflips. Regardless of the reports that you're you're head over heels for Will Levis. You're probably head over heels for Will Levis because you don't think you have a shot at the other two. And uh, not so much Stroud as as Bryce Young. Sure. But it also, I mean, there are team, there are people that believe Indianapolis could trade 2-1 to get Will Levis. That's how in that scouting department seems to be on him. Again, it's still early. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, I get it. I watch the tape on him and go, you know, with a good team, he's he's got a got a big old cannon of an arm. At number five, the Seattle Seahawks. And this is where it goes. Uh, all, right, all right, this is where it goes a little kooky for me. Will Levis to Seattle. Mm-hmm. I could see a path they take Bryce Young. If somehow he fell to them because people get worried about his weight or whatever the case may be, I could see him taking C.J. Stroud. Schematically, they both fit. Will Levis doesn't at all. Okay. Because Seattle is predicated on you not turning the ball over. That's how they just made Geno Smith the comeback player of the year. So you're going to bring me the most turnover-prone quarterback in the in the draft, maybe in the last five years? Uh, no. No, sir. That, that does not make any sense. Not even a little bit, especially with Tyree Wilson on the board, who, who goes five to Detroit. So this is so so Will Levis because he is more prone to turnovers would not fit Seattle. This isn't like he doesn't. Uh, Pete Carroll would literally. You think he chews gum aggressively? He would pull his hair out at the root with Will Levis because of the decision making. Because he just makes bad decisions. Mm-hmm. That entire team is predicated on running the ball and making the right throw. Will Levis makes the special throw. The can you believe he just did that? But there's a lot of bad, mm-hmm. and I and I understand what his thought was that you could play him behind Geno Smith. I, I get that. And he came from a run heavy team in in Kentucky. But there's even if he that but, connection, but that's but even that's not a hundred percent accurate because the year that you're drafting Will Levis off of was with Liam Cohen, not last year with Rob Calabrese. Yeah, that tape you really need to you need to flush that down the toilet. Because it's 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 hard to watch at times. Even if he becomes what you think he will be, that doesn't fit in Seattle. And I I get it. You're looking at DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett going that big arm with I those mean, two yeah, weapons. Absolutely, that's fine. But that's not what this entire franchise is built on. And it just that that does that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Will Levis more fits the Carolina Panthers. He more fits the Indianapolis Colts. The we're playing the long game here. Seattle's competitive right now. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see you completely overhauling everything you've done for all these years for a quarterback just because he falls in your lap at five. Okay. Number six, he's got the Detroit Lions taking Tyree Wilson. Edge rusher out of Texas Tech. Yeah, we'll talk about him a lot. The good's really good, and he's super tall. Las Vegas Raiders at seven taking Peter Skaronsky. He's got 32-inch arms. If you watch the YouTube video, you know that. If you watch the YouTube mock, you know why that's funny. The Atlanta Falcons, Miles Murphy. It's all fine. And then number nine, the Carolina Panthers. Do the sound bite. <laughs> Taking Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. I, I genuinely, I think every Panther fan that comments on anything we do would need to seek medical attention if this actually happened. And it's another one that doesn't make sense to me. Because you've got a team that's in a window because that division's so bad. Anthony Richardson should not play this year. Anthony Richardson should not play next year. He's a year away from being a year away. I'll use the Fran Fraschilla line. I understand being tantalized by the talent. I do not understand a team that needs a long-term solution and needs this to not bust. He has the highest bust factor any player i've ever evaluated Mm -hmm. ever horribly inaccurate at florida and that's kind of one of the things that i you know that that was the one thing that kind of made me feel 
about the Baker Mayfield pick in Cleveland was you could point to the accuracy stats and go, well, I like an accurate quarterback coming into the league. Okay, but I still don't like the player. I never liked that pick, but that was the one thing that you could you could point to. You can't even do that with Anthony Richardson. You just look at the modern NFL, all these mobile quarterbacks, and look how good he is at running the football. Well, congratulations, you just drafted Justin Fields. I mean, and there's some comps to Justin Fields. The the comps are 100% there. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields was exponentially more ready for the NFL than Anthony Richardson is, and that should tell you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patrick Holden, our YouTube comments, asks, is he better than Matt Corral? Yes. Yes, he is. Matt Corral, at this point, should be working at a Golden Corral. So just maybe forget that name exists. That was a horribly bad decision. Mm Mm-hmm. I said it when they drafted him of, you will regret that you did that. But he was such a great teammate. Awesome. Uh, I'm sure Davis Webb is too. Uh, he's missing this one big thing. Talent. It's talent. That's where you have a huge deficiency. And see, this is this is where I have a problem with, with mock drafters. Is you have guys like this in your first round. To teams that are desperate, as you said, and not, you know they just they need it to work. So you're going to draft a guy who's a project. I mean, even even Mel said it. Don't you can't start him this year. You can't play him this year, right? And I mean, so, he can have a package of 15 plays. And I'll be honest with you: the more I've thought about this, the more I'm I'm horribly terrified that what I'm being told is true. That the Raiders are really in on him mm-hmm. because you know who he reminds me of. And I didn't put this together until somebody pointed it out to me. Tim Tebow. It's exactly who he reminds me of. Okay. He has the same cannon arm with horrid mechanics. Mm-hmm. But he's really athletic. He's much faster. About the same size. Mm-hmm. And I could easily see his career trajectory being exactly the same. Right. You're never accurate enough to play in this league. Mm-hmm. I just feel like a team. Anthony Richardson needs a team with a great infrastructure. And even though I vehemently disagree with what you said in the first hour about the Panthers, that's not who they are, especially not if they hire Steve Wilkes. Because what would scare me there is, all right, you bring in Anthony Richardson, the offense works in some shape, form, or fashion, and then he has to learn another system a year from now. That That's not the stability that a player like this needs. Anthony Richardson needs everything to be as settled as possible because if you can do that and and get him in a place where he's really comfortable and he can set his feet that's where he made most of his mistakes is that things would break down he would panic a little bit they'd cut off the rushing lane and then he would see a throw late and just go i have the i can throw this like a javelin to get it out there well the problem is that mechanics are mechanics for a reason because that would that's what makes throws replicable that's what makes it to where you can throw that on a bead, hit it th- through the, the head of a needle from 40 yards out is because you've done it so many times. Then you do all these off-balance sidearm things. You've done that eight times in your life. There's no telling where that ball's going to go. Mm-hmm. That's Anthony, prob- Anthony Richardson's problem in a nutshell. And in the wrong system, you'll break him in – I mean, you can break him in an offseason. Yeah. If I'm, a, if I'm an NFL team, I'm not spending first-round draft capital on a guy who's a project. Who's uh, div- a year from being a year away. Divine Comedy says this in the comments, and I can't agree with him more. Anthony Richardson actually makes sense in Seattle. 
you sit behind Gino for two years and let Pete Carroll just absolutely mold you into what you what he wants you to be, and then he could be a height, weight, speed version of Russell Wilson with a much bigger arm. I, I hadn't thought of that, but that's that's a really good analysis of that. You're in the Sportocracy here on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. We'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. Coming to you from the Ingalls studio, it's time to get weird. And, um, you know, we like dumb criminal stories on this show. Usually save those for the crimes section. Um, but I also like dumb employee stories. Dumb employee stories are always fun. and this It's always funny to me that we don't talk about these, and yet somehow we seem to be in the same area a lot (laughs) well uh hopefully your your planned story today does not come uh from the heart of mickey mouse land nope disney springs that's that that's 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 that little like town square kind of place right outside of uh walt disney world well the speedway gas station had a guy who had been working there for three weeks he works the overnight shift and he got a phone call in the middle of the night, and it was from his boss's boss. The guy on the other side of the phone says, hey, I'm so-and-so from the district office or whatever, and we've got an emergency. We've got inspectors coming in tomorrow, so I need you to go around and I need you to do all of these things. Safety checks. So he had the employee go and take a picture of the fire extinguisher so that he could get it, you know, realize, see that it was in date. It was not expired or whatever. It had been checked. Then he said, uh, I'm going to need you to check uh, the refrigeration system. And he goes and checks that and sends him a picture of it. He says, now I'm going to need you to go to the safe and I'm going to need you to take a picture of the safe and I'm going to need you to take a picture of all of the cash in the safe and you're going to need to send that to me. And he says, okay. This so, is not sounding. So he did. He took the pictures, sent it to the guy. Now here's here's the thing. I'm uh, I, here's the thing. I and I'm sure the cops are trying to figure out is who was on the other end of this phone because they got the kid into the safe somehow. So they had the code. 
because this kid who's been there three weeks, I don't know that they would give him the safe code. Maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know what you do at the end of the night. Do you do you put everything in the safe? Anyway, he says, we need two grand, and I need you to deposit it immediately. And so he tries to use the ATM in the in the gas station, and it wouldn't take his card. Whatever this is, this is not a rocket surgeon that, uh, that no, no, we're no. dealing with here. No, no, no. He tried to use his card for whatever credit union, and it didn't work. So then the guy said, okay, well, here's what, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to the ne- nearest bit stop. I, I, I don't know I don't about know bit, bit stops, stop but bit stops are apparently Bitcoin ATMs. Yeah, I was about to say, if this is affiliated with Bitcoin, I'm secret out. Well, uh, you can go to the bit stop, and you can put in the account information, and then you can just put the money into that account. Now, I guess it'll transfer it into Bitcoin or whatever. So... He takes $2,000 out of the safe. He leaves the store. He leaves the store in the middle of his shift. Not a good call. No. He goes, like, miles away to this other gas station that has a bit stop and does the transaction. And it was apparently at that point, after the transaction had already gone through, that he goes... You know what? This doesn't make a whole this lot of sense. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and I don't think you're the person that you say that, that, that you are. Well, about five minutes after he left the Speedway station, cop showed up and saw that there's a gas stations here just sitting completely empty. The, the cop was on the scene, get this, from 3.58 a.m. until 5.30 the guy was gone with an unattended gas station for that long. Now, thankfully, the cop came about and nothing and bad happened. And kept more crimes from happening. When the morning shift person came in at 5.30, that's when the cop left. And that's when the boss got called and said, hey, so-and-so left the store unattended. It's unlocked, all this stuff. Uh, the kid no longer works there, obviously. No kidding. But here's the thing. They have a training in place because apparently this is a popular scam with gas stations. That they people will call, they'll look up the corporate structure online somehow, get the names of bosses, and then convince people to transfer their money in the middle of the night when nobody's looking. Uh, as somebody that's been a boss for many companies, uh, we will never, ever tell you to do something like that over the phone. <laughs> Absolutely. Ever. I mean, that's pretty much anything that goes with any scam. You get a phone call from somebody that says, I need you to wire me money right now. Uh, I'm going to need to do some fact checking. Be very leery of things that people to tell you, tell you to do on the phone. Yeah. Uh, the owner of the gas station says, uh, obviously the kid no longer works there. We had training in place. He ignored it. He could have made better decisions and they're still efforting to try to find out who duped this, uh, employee out of two grand. Uh, there's a Netflix special about that. It's very hard to figure out who the person on the other end of that phone is. My story is from Wilbraham, Massachusetts. And I'm going to ask you a very simple question. There are three things that a light should do. What are those three things? I'm I'm sorry. I I looked at the chat. There are three things that a light should do. What are those three things? Uh, Turn on. That's one. Turn off. That's two. And what's the third one? Don't explode. Oh, yeah. Don't explode. That's a good one. It's very important. Well, a Massachusetts high school has a lighting system that didn't do one of those things. It didn't explode, 
and it did turn on. It hasn't turned off for a year and a half. Wow. They have absolutely no ability to turn the lights off in the school because there was a glitch in the electronic system hmm. that is apparently costing the residents of this town thousands of dollars a month because they can't turn the lights off. <laughs> but seems like a they think that it's coming to a close. This 1,200-student school believes by the end of the week they will be able to turn the lights off for the first time in a year and a half. I'm by no means a uh, a technical person, but I feel like that's something that should be pretty easy. I, I at one point in my life, worked for the government, and I've told this story before. Uh, we bought a door, and it was an $8,000 door. A door has three functions. Open, close, and lock. Uh-huh. It didn't do two of those. <laughs> it didn't close or lock? Correct. And that is why Jeremy is a steadfast believer in the nine scariest words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. That is a, that is a scary thing. $8,000 for a door that doesn't close or lock. Awesome. Bingo. Awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, so are, are we ready for the awards? Or are we still mocking the No, mock? no, no. We've got uh, still a, a oh, very you, large. So, so you've still got more to mock. Oh, Mel Kiper for. I, I've got more in just the top 10. Wow. Okay. Well, we're at number 10. So I hear it should. Oh, I see why. Philadelphia Eagles at number 10. This is the pick that they got from the New Orleans Saints. He's Mel Kiper Jr. We're mocking his mock. Kalijah Cansey, the defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. Now, I, I need to uh, I need to preface this. I'm not throwing shade at Kalijah Cansey as a prospect. Okay. If somebody takes him in the top 10, we need to send police to their to their front offices because they're being held against their will. <laughs> because that is the only way somebody's taking him in the top 10. Okay. He's really really good. Mm -hmm. He's also about 5 foot 10. So I feel like that's going to be a bit of a hurdle at the, the NFL, next level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, he's ACC Defensive Player of the Year. So he, I'm not telling you he's not a good player. But if you take him above Brian Breeze, you need to have your head examined intently. I mean, really in an in-depth way. I saw that and laughed until I almost cried. I'm in, a, obviously, a lot of NFL draft forums being the ESPN draft nerd. Mm -hmm. I've been asked this question about 50 times a day. Is there a snowball's chance in Atlanta that happens? No. No, there is not. I would say he's nice and safe for round two. He could be the 10th pick in that round. Okay. But if you go 10th overall, um, yeah, we, we need to have a chat. He's a name that I have not heard you say in any of your first Because it's so short. I mean, projects. if you're 6'4", then yeah, that would make sense. He's never a three-down lineman ever. Uh, and we have enough Eagles fans that listen to the show that I felt like this at least deserved us to go, okay, you just calm down. Mel was Mel was doing crimes this morning mm -hmm. when he when he wrote this because that does not make even a nary a bit of sense. Uh, the next favorite player of Jeremy Green at number thirteen could be Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's, it's so stupid. Team yeah, him up the, with Garrett Wilson. Yeah, the Jets need another receiver like they need another hole in the head. You've already got Corey Davis. You've already got Garrett Wilson. You've already got Elijah Moore. All right, it, it, it's not 
any of their fault that Zach Wilson couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie. And I was going to say you almost had a breakup with one of those during the season. Yeah, so. and then they sat down uh, uh, old cherub Zach Wilson, and all of a sudden everybody was hunky-dunky. Yeah, you're not taking a receiver at 13. And, and I can't emphasize this enough, Jackson Smith and Jacob is not going in the top 15. Mm-hmm. He'll be lucky to go in the first round. Uh, you want to talk about a pick that Jeremy could have just, uh, I mean, a massive coronary on camera? That would be one of them. Especially since you hate him now. It, it's not that the, I hate after him. After the opt-out of the college football playoffs. It's not that I hate him. I I, I never loved the, the, I mean, I like the talent. He's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. Uh, and adding that's just really a hat on a hat. I mean, there's so many things that the Jets need. That ain't one of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see you going a lot of places. If you're telling me that every offensive lineman's on the board short of Paris Johnson and, and Skaronsky and they don't take one, I, I I would be dumbfounded by that. Uh, and everyone I talked to in that organization would be too. All right. So where else did you have a problem with uh, with Mel's mock? We're not going to give you every pick. No, no, no. They're, not really that I had a problem with it. I'm just – Byron Young at 20, that seems really high to me. And I like him a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that just seems that seems high. Edge rusher out of Tennessee. That seems high to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Quentin Johnston falling all the way to 22. That, that's dumbfounding to me. And then how B. John Robinson would possibly ever get by, by the Los Angeles Chargers, I have yeah. zero clue. Mel's got him going at 26 to the Dallas Cowboys. Would I, I mean, like oh, you I mean, said, I told I you that was the drop like, dead spot until the Chargers lost. Like you said, I don't see him coming, and I mean they're stuck with Ezekiel Elliott at this point, and they've got. Well, they're not stuck with. They can get. They can move off Zeke, and I fully plan on that they're going to. Really? Oh yeah, they'll they'll pay Tony Pollard with the intention of bringing in another running back to be the spellback. I just I don't think you're going to put a, a first round pick on that. But that's a lot of dead cap, isn't it? For not for as much as you think. It's seven million dollars, I think. And you get off of it, and it's, I mean, it's dead money anyway. Mm-hmm. He's two and a half to three yards of carry at this point. Uh, probably why the uh, story came out yesterday from the Dallas Morning News that Ezekiel Elliott willing to take a pay cut. Uh, no kidding. No kidding. He wants to stay in Dallas. Uh, and then there were two that were mentioned in this that I have not specifically mentioned in any of my mock drafts that we've done so far. Uh, Devin Witherspoon out of out of Illinois. Mm-hmm. I, I like him. I'm in. I'm in like with him. I am not in love with him. And so for him to go at 14 would be a little high to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also didn't have Kelly Ringo in the first round, which I, I applaud you for that. I did not have the courage to do that. So, I mean, look, Mel's very good at this. He's also very good at getting clicks, which I feel like some of this was for. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one's Keon White. I haven't mentioned him at any point, and I really should have, because he is skyrocketing upboards and he will be in mobile alabama next week yes and they've got uh keon white going from georgia tech to my tampa bay buccaneers on the defense i mean here's the bright side he's not used to winning many games and going to tampa bay hey fit right in that's right because you're not gonna do much of that (laughs) uh and zay flowers we must keep him away from the kansas city chiefs Uh, at all costs we must find a way that he does not go to the kansas city chiefs i don't know that that's gonna happen (sighs) It wouldn't shock me in the least. He's he's the kind of player they like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's also one of the best deep ball threats in this draft. Mm-hmm. 
in the right system, Zay Flowers could be Tyreek Hill, and it wouldn't shock me at all. They're going to find the weapons for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, this year was a very uh, stark example of it doesn't matter. We're just going to put some pass catchers around this kid and just watch him work his magic. So I, I'm just curious. I, I mentioned this stat earlier. I want to see if you can get the, the, the two on the other side. Okay. Who are the two oldest starting receivers playing this weekend? I told you eight of the 12 or 25 are younger. Yeah. The oldest starting receivers this weekend. Is Juju one of them? No. He's one of the ones that I think he's 25. If he's not, he's 26. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Tyler Boyd, who is 29. Wow. Yeah, I would I would have gone ever, forever without getting him. And Corey uh, Dayharsh got this in our YouTube comments. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's 28. Wow. That's the two oldest starting receivers playing this weekend. Interesting. That number I was looking for that a, number blew me away. I was looking for like a aged veteran and I couldn't come up with one off the top of my head and that's why. Cuz there's there just not one. There's not one starting receiver that's over 30 years old playing in or that even is 30 playing in these playoffs this weekend. Wow. Which I'm not going to lie made me look at this and go, you know, receivers do age like milk. We talk about this a lot with running backs. Wide receivers don't tend to have a, a great longevity past past thirty either. No, unless you're like a gadgety little slot receiver or something. I mean, you can uh, John Ross and Tavon Austin. They're they're the two that seem to appear somewhere every gonna, single year. I was going to go Cole Beasley and uh, you know, I mean, you, you oh, there are guys, guys that there. make it yeah. into their thirties. Mm-hmm. It's just that was a that was one of those that just kind of slapped me in the face. Like, man, I had never even thought of that. It's the Sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! 
It is ESPN Asheville. We are the Sportsocracy, and we thank everybody for tuning in with us here today. Just a few moments before the Sports Center update at the top of the hour. And in the next hour, we're going to talk about, well, we we got to talk about Patrick Mahomes being ready to go. And apparently there were some people under the impression that he would not play this weekend. Uh, those people drink in the morning. Yeah, I don't understand. Because that's that. the only way. After watching him gut it out against the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, that you could possibly have thought he wasn't playing in this game. They have the same breakfast that uh, the, 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 that um, Mel Kuyper has. Apparently. Correct. <laughs> that was never it, it was for me it was never in doubt i mean look with a with a high angle sprain like that yes it's going to swell over the course of days but i mean if if it was intact enough for him to play on right after it happened the chances of that atrophying enough eight days later is not really high especially when you consider that there's two weeks between the conference championship game and the super bowl I mean, Pat Mahomes is just—he's just a tough guy. Mm-hmm. And this is a game that I—I I feel like Kansas City's had circled on the calendar for quite some time. Absolutely, we you can, owe you one badly. You can only lose to a team so many times in a row before you go. Okay, we got to put a stop to this. There's been three straight meetings now that the Cincinnati Bengals have come out on top over the Kansas City Chiefs. So clearly, it means a lot. Oh yeah. And obviously it means a lot to the Cincinnati Bengals because they're looking to position themselves as the next Kansas City Chiefs. I, I did love that they had uh, Lou Anarumo on the Pat McAfee show earlier, and they asked him with with Pat being limited. I, I think they said limpy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you look for Andy Reid to have any more of these ring around the rosy toss back trick play ideas and he said and anarumo i thought his answer was perfect uh absolutely we we think that's going to happen we just don't really have any idea where it's coming from so it's kind of hard to prepare for so i've told our guys if you see anything like that just stick to your principles and guard travis kelsey everything else is hey we'll figure it out as we go but if you see something like that you find 087 and uh, you probably figure out where the ball's going. You, uh, you, you, you know what that's got written all over it to me? Head coach in this league. Uh, <laughs> they asked him about that too. Of, have you gotten any interest? And he basically said, "No, I'm focused on Kansas City, and that'll be fine." But after Kansas, that shocks me. But if the Cincinnati Bengals go on and beat Kansas City and make another Super Bowl, and let's say they win the thing, you know he's not going to be in Cincinnati, not for much longer. Uh, Maybe he's another be there year. next year. Every yeah. one of these jobs will be filled by the Super Bowl. Oh, of course they will. But maybe another year after that, he's on to his own job somewhere else. You are in the Sportocracy, and it is ESPN Asheville. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. We are the Sportsocracy, the Democratic Republic of Sports, and we are here on ESPN Asheville and heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and seen on your favorite device on YouTube. Get connected with the YouTube channel. Go to thesportocracy.com. Click the live video link. Subscribe to the channel. 
Get in with us in the chat. Get those live alerts. Whenever we come to you from the Angle Studio, we will have full live reactions of the conference championship games coming up this weekend on Sunday. Obviously, we cannot. This is how this works. If you're new to the program, you're new to the sportsocracy, which the, the latest numbers tell us there are a lot of you who were not with us in last year's uh, playoff runs. But you watch the game at home. We'll let you know where we are in the game so you can sync up your television because we can't do it immediately live for uh, you know legal purposes. That's actually not true. I dug into that. That's not true. It always had been. It's true on the radio. It's not true here because we're not showing the game in any oh, shape or fashion. Oh, interesting. There is no YouTube FCC. Interesting. So we can be as live as we want to be on the YouTube channel. Okay. We just can't accidentally let the game footage sneak into no. the old camera shot. No, there will be none of that. Uh, we will have the game on in the studio. You have the game on at your house. You join us in the chat, and we'll just we'll just go back and forth. Uh, it'll be like a it'll be like a bunch of old buddies just sitting around drinking cold beers. Exactly, uh, that's exactly what this is. Just sitting around drinking some drinks and I have enjoying funny, the football. I have a funny feeling we might have a, an appearance from uh, football Farley himself. Really, it's just a you know just birdie. That could be maybe. fun. Maybe that could be fun. Might have some appearances from some other people. Mm-hmm. You know, sportsocracy members birdie. who are in town. You're more than welcome to. Uh, to get in touch with us and schedule to drop by or come in and hang out for the entire day or whatever. We uh, we have done that in the past, and we will, you know, ever since the first draft that we covered live, we haven't had the guy on the couch again, so that's been good. That's always awesome. The guy on the couch was fun in the first uh, go-around on, <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. We yeah, had one seems... friend that was just way, I mean, he was nine sheets to the wind oh, and fun. just stayed on the couch talking the whole time about other stuff. Yeah. It was very distracting. Yeah, it was, uh, but we've, we've come a long way. We have come a long way. Uh, this is the days of being down in the, uh, what what we didn't know then would become the bunker for our COVID days. But uh, anyway, yeah, we'll have all the coverage of the uh, – championship games coming up this weekend sunday at three o'clock san francisco 49ers and the philadelphia eagles in the nfc championship and then of course the cincinnati Bengals and the kansas city chiefs at 6 30 in the afc championship game it is top of the third hour of the program and we always do this on uh, a daily draft jeremy and i go back and forth Picking from whatever category of the day, we've done uh, breakfast fast food items, which I, got I was really smoked. good at. Uh, we do all manner of football How weird things. is that, that we do a sports show, and the first time that you definitively smoked me in a draft, it was breakfast meats. Well, of course. Uh, I mean, you're the, you're the draft nerd, so uh, we expect you to be true. good at football things. Uh, I have other talents. I'm Brian good at, Haynes. I'm good at I'm good at 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 at, at, at uh, winding the toy up and letting it go. You are the toy. Yes. I hope that's the last time you ever refer to me that way. Because uh, sorry, Brian. <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, Brian Haynes in our YouTube, he chimed into the YouTube comments and said he actually cannot eat like he did last time when he consumed five hundred six thousand uh, fast food cheeseburgers. I forgot to point this out. I saw him over the weekend for the mm-hmm. Giants game. Mm-hmm. He's lost like forty pounds. Really? Yeah. Now, definitively, I am the bi- now I am the tallest one of all of us, but I am also the whitest of all of us. Well, we can- went from being the fattest show in sports, pretty svelte. 
Well, congratulations, Brian, on the weight loss. Obviously, I understand that, and I'll tell you more about that coming up later on in the hour. But um, daily draft today, we're, we had the NFL announce the awards finalists for this year. So we're going to draft our awards winners based on who you think should win the award in each category. And will. And will. I, because I feel really good that I know who's going to win every last one of these. Okay. Uh, I get the number one pick. No, I get the number oh, one Oh, I pick. thought I had the number one pick. I mean, you can have it if you like. Actually, you know what? Let me say it to you. I I'll thought nice you were going to give me the number one pick because, uh, you know, well, it's what you do. It's what you do. You give me the number one pick. You give me the easy one. No, because I don't think you and I see the easy one in the same way. Really? I don't think we do. Because I think there is, uh, there are a couple awards that hands down, yes, there's a certain player that should win it. But to me, I think it's cute that they released the finalist award for the MVP and there wasn't just one name on it. It's Patrick Mahomes. I don't, I mean, I get the Jalen Hurts thing. He took a step this year. He's always he, oh, got all the rushing stats to go along with the passing stats. I mean, that's that's fine. But in a year when Patrick Mahomes was supposed to take a step back, quote-unquote, without Tyreek Hill, the dude turned in an amazing season. First overall in QBR, 77.6. He threw for 5,250 yards this year. Yeah, that passing game really didn't take a step back. Threw 41 touchdowns. He did have 12 interceptions to go along with that, so that's the one black mark on the stat line this year. But I think it's Patrick Mahomes and then everybody else. It was cute that they put Justin Jefferson's name in there. Josh Allen and uh, and and Joe Burrow also got uh, some honorable mention. But it's Patrick Mahomes, hands down, to me. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think that's the hardest one. Really? Unequivocally, I think that is the toughest one to give out. Now, Vegas agrees with you. Pat Mahomes is a he's a pretty overwhelming favorite. Is it minus? Oh, he's minus seven fifty. Minus seven wow. Yeah, he's a he, he's a but they also hedge that bet a little bit because Joe Burrow is only plus six hundred. Yeah, he's not getting it. I um I think that boat's going to be way closer than the rest of you do. I don't even think he finishes second. Oh, I do. Jalen Hurts missed two games. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not even third in in betting odds. Yeah, you can't miss games and, and expect to be. I mean, you miss one, mm-hmm. especially if it's a, hey, I sat last week of the season. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has no shot. But I think Joe Burrow, and he's going to get some votes, but I think Joe Burrow will be the – He'll be the fly in the ointment there. Okay. Uh, there, that's funny to me because I didn't do this on purpose. You you took the first pick, and that's awesome. I I wouldn't disagree with you on the pick. I just don't think it's the easiest. There's one that, for me, is quite possibly the easiest thing I've ever seen in my life, and it's Defensive Rookie of the Year, and it's Sauce Gardner. This is not close. Not going to be even vaguely close. And and I I feel like he got the three right. It was Sauce and Tariq Woolen and Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. That was the right three finalists. Now, if you have a ballot, it should be Sauce, one, two, and four, 
and then you pick which one you want to put three and put the other one five. <laughs> because every metric I have says not only was Ahmad Sauce Gardner the best rookie corner in the NFL, he was the best corner in the NFL, period. Yeah, you're winning this in just a dog walk. Mm-hmm. Do you disagree with anything I just said? I don't. Aiden Hutchinson had a fine season in nine and a half sacks. He had three interceptions to go along with it. He had that uh, pick six touchdown. The first of his career was a great story. Tariq Woolen, not expected to be in this discussion from where he was drafted last year, but came onto the scene in Seattle and just over, I, I mean, he took over. He took over the narrative. It was a great story. And oh, and Hutchinson's a great you, player. This is not took, a shade at him. Sure. In, in many other years, he would be the clear winner. Sure, and if you took offensive rookie end of the year and, and part of the calculation was, uh, you know, I guess performance above expectation, then it's Tariq Woolen in a walk. But Sauce, yeah, I agree. So do you, do you remember the uh, – th- there was a Price is Right game mm-hmm. where a contestant would say a price – and Bob would tell him if the if the price was higher or lower. Yes. I want to play that right now with you with what are the odds that Sauce Gardner wins defensive rookie of the year? Okay. Proceed. What, the number? What is the number? I'll go ahead and tell you he's a a minus favorite. Minus four fifty. Higher. Minus six fifty. Higher. Minus eight. Higher. 1200 That's exactly right. All right. He's a minus twelve. You have to bet $1,200 to win 100 <laughs> So going away, he is the favorite to win uh, uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yes, and he should be. That's not me being a homer. That's just, okay, that's the right call. Mm-hmm. There's also another one of these categories that I feel the same way about. And it's... I, I feel like people are going to skew this a little bit because of something you saw in the playoffs. But this is a regular season award. Mm-hmm. It's coach of the year. And as I've said, you give it to somebody's meemaw. It's Brian Dayball. No doubt. No doubt. Brian Dayball did more with less. The Doug Peterson thing is is great and and if he gets votes, I will understand it. Kyle Shanahan, maybe not so much because you have exponentially better talent than the other two I just said. Mm-hmm. But, but I get why the you're quarterback here. Issue. But I get why you're here. Right. Well, your quarterback issue is you lost the 20th best quarterback in the league and replaced him with a carbon copy of himself, which you just keep doing. I, I, to me, that doesn't scream... I made it to the playoffs with Daniel Jones. That's really I get it. that's his. If he if this was a political campaign, and these the, these coaches had to make a a a political commercial, that would be Brian Dayball's entire shtick. Mm-hmm. I'm Brian Dayball, and I made it to the playoffs with Daniel Jones. Approved by Brian Dable for head coach of the year. By the way, biggest snub on the coach of, coach of the year finalists. It's got to be Pete Carroll, right? I was shocked he wasn't the three. I was too. I mean, I get Kyle Shanahan, and the quarterback thing obviously helps his case of you kept this thing together despite 
the multiple injuries at the most important position in football. I understand that. But, I mean, Pete Carroll made Geno Smith look like a borderline pro bowler. He is pro bowler. Oh, did he? Did he yeah, he's pro bowl? Bowl. Yeah, he's pro bowler. I'm going to say it again. He made him look like a borderline pro bowler. Not real sure he should have made it, but good for him. Now, I'll tell you something funny about Coach of the Year odds. These have not been updated since the finalists were announced today. Mm -hmm. Who's the favorite right now to uh, win Coach of the Year? Brian Dable. No. Pete Carroll. No. Doug Peterson. No. Kyle Shanahan. No. None of the finalists. Nope. Really? Nick Sirianni, who is not even a finalist. That was just wow. funny to me. Brian Dable, uh, you, you can't get this right now because they've taken it off the board, but at 8 o'clock this morning, you could have had it at plus 1,600. Uh, it is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville Daily Draft. We're drafting awards winners this year in the NFL. We gave you some pretty lopsided matchups here. Um, now they're getting a little closer. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes for MVP for me, and then Jeremy goes with Sauce Gardner for Defensive Rookie of the Year, and somebody's meemaw, Brian Dable, for NFL Head Coach of the Year. We'll continue the daily draft next from the Ingalls Studio. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home. When it's time to buy, visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Kai? And we're back on ESPN Asheville, the Sportocracy, found on all the social medias at the Sportocracy. Don't forget to join us in the YouTube stream. Subscribe to the channel and join us in the chat. It's interesting. You you went through all these lopsided, or we went through 
the three most lopsided awards. Patrick Mahomes for MVP. Sauce Gardner for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Brian Dable for NFL Coach of the Year. I feel like there's another very easy one. And to me, it's Comeback Player of the Year. So that that's that's another one that's really hard to me. Because I could see any though? of the three of them winning that. Is it, though? Your three finalists are Saquon Barkley. Obviously, he had a hell of a year for the New York Giants as they made their way into the playoffs, and he was a, the focal point of that offense. You had Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, great year between the Carolina Panthers and the San Francisco 49ers, and he has uh, helped vault the San Francisco 49ers to a favorite to win the Super Bowl for for months now. But then there's Geno Smith. I don't think you really have an I mean, I get the arguments are there, but compared to Geno Smith, who was NFL dog water before this year, uh, I think he's your winner. I don't think there's really really much debate about that. Well, you seem to have much more confidence than Vegas does. Because Geno Smith and Christian McCaffrey are co-favorites. Co-favorites? They're both plus 175. Wow. And Saquon's plus 225. The fact that Christian McCaffrey was able to make a comeback after two straight years of injury, that obviously plays into this a lot. Because we, that would be my pick for it. Five, five games in two years. We said it over and over and over again. I get it. Not saying he doesn't deserve to be a finalist. He absolutely does. But... Geno Smith going from darn near Mr. Irrelevant to being one of the, what, top 12 quarterbacks, top 11 quarterbacks in the league, statistically speaking. See, and maybe this is me being too literal with the award. To me, to be the comeback player of the year, you had to be good at some other time, too, (laughs) which he never did. Okay. If this was most improved player, which it's not, mm-hmm. then Geno Smith would be the easy choice. It's comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year. Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley were both prodigious talents that had injury issues. They've both come back to be pro bowlers this year. For me, it's a toss-up between those two. Mm-hmm. And I would lean McCaffrey, but, man, it's close. Okay, and then Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm intrigued to you see did, which you, way you go you, here. You know what I want to say here. You, you know want to say Brock say. Purdy, Brock which is Purdy. lunacy. I want to say Brock Purdy. But it's That's not, it's, lunatic, it's not crazy that talk. It's not going to go that way, but it should. It should in no way go that way. Absolutely. He played half the games of the year. <laughs> the finalists... Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson, and Brock Purdy. And to me, this is about as easy as it gets. It's Kenneth Walker. It's Garrett Wilson. No, stop that. Uh, again, I'm going to say the same thing you just said. Or the same thing I just said to you on the last one. You seem to know something Vegas doesn't know because they're co-favorites as well. Mm-hmm. And Brock Purdy's at plus 500 just yeah, he's, for a, distant, he's sake. a distant third. I mean, the the guy played five regular or started five regular season games. You. You can't really give him offensive rookie of the year, but I'm very tempted. Yeah, you shouldn't be. To me, the, the Jets will sweep the, the rookies of the year. 
I think Garrett Wilson will win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And Sauce was, well, he was my first pick. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really obvious. For the record, I got Kenneth Walker as the uh, as the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think he will struggle, A, as a running back. He, he didn't put up prodigious numbers. He was good. I just, I feel like you're going to look at Garrett Wilson and go, you had over 1,000 yards with the Jets, with Zach Wilson. And he just looked so good good mm-hmm. plus it could be kind of a makeup of if Brees hall had played 17 games we wouldn't be talking about this anyway could be there's no could be uh, Brees hall had 400 less yards than kenny walker and he played seven games mm-hmm. yeah th- we you also be talk about, about the rookie wall and who knows he could have hit a rookie wall and would have fell by the wayside you don't know yeah i feel pretty good about it i'm i am just dumbfounded that you left this sitting on the board for me because this was the third one that I thought was just an absolute layup. It's defensive player of the year, and it's Nick Boza, and it's not even kind of close. Led the league in sacks mm-hmm. on the best defense in the league, and he was the face of that defense. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all I need there. To me, the only competition is Micah Parsons, and Joey Bosa beats him in every statistical category, mm-hmm. every analytical category. I just don't – I can't say that I don't see a path to it happening because you always have to know with 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 the Dallas Cowboys, weird things happen when it comes to voting. But for me, it's Nick Bosa, and it's not even close. Yeah, you, I, I, the thing that Micah Parsons has going for him is the, the versatility. The number of ways that they can use him, he's just – he's one of those players that just pops off the board. Not that Nick Bosa's not. I'm just saying that's probably that's probably where those who would vote for Michael Parsons would go. Oh, I mean, I see the, I, I see where you would. I see how you could get there. I just can't do it, and Vegas is siding with me aggressively mm-hmm. uh, because Nick Bosa's minus twelve hundred to win this as well. That shocked me a little bit that it was that discrepant. Right. right. I mean, I'm not necessarily the betting guy. I am. Plus 650 on Michael Parsons is, I've seen me throw money at stupider things. Not a, not a bad wager. Uh, if you want to, want to take a flyer. I, I was nominally shocked that Hassan Reddick did not make the list of he, finalists. He played 45 snaps a game. I mean, I mean, I, and who's he supposed to unseat? I, and I get it. I, look, Chris Jones is phenomenal. He had a 15 and a half sacks this year. He led defensive tackles in every statistical category. Absolutely. Hassan Reddick, though, playing on the playing on the limited snaps, he was still pretty damn special. Well, the thing that gets him is that there were other players on that defense that, that put up stats as well. Well, yeah. And I mean, you, you would to... get pilfered by Bradbury and Slay and Brandon Graham and – what was it? Four players on that team had ten, ten or more sacks. Yes, I think that that sounds right. And Hassan led the way, but again, playing forty-five snaps a game. That was situational pass rushers, not very high on the uh, defensive player of the year ballots. I think I said Joey Bosa at some point. Nick Bosa is it's the one Nick I'm referring Bosa. to. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Did I say Joey? I don't. I think confuse so. them constantly. So. Apologies. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to kind of cheat here, but I'm not going to. Actually, you know what? 
I am going to. You are going Assistant to. coach of the year is Ben Johnson. It's not even kind of close. Shane Steichen is the only one that I think is even in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And look at what Steichen had to work with versus what Ben Johnson had to work with. You made Jared Goff a thing. There's only been one other person in the league that's done that. And his name was Sean McVay. Exactly. It's pretty good company to be in. So I get it. There's you another one I really good, like, but I don't think you're going to take it. You had some, you had some pretty good uh, choices or some pretty good options to work with for that Detroit team. <laughs> Is he the odds-on favorite in Vegas? I don't know that they have this one on the board, but I will look. It is kind of an outlier category. That one is not on any board that I can find. So Interesting. You can find somewhere to bet it. Just give me a day. I was today years old when I knew that was a thing. So, All right, I'm going to go uh, Offensive Player of the Year. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. But Jalen Hurts is the Offensive Player of the Year. I I feel like this is kind of the 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 way this usually goes. Is somebody who doesn't win the MVP typically gets the nod for offensive player of the year unless you just had the unbelievable no doubt all-timer kind of a year. You know, had uh had uh Patrick Mahomes only thrown 3 interceptions this year compared to the 12, he probably won them both. But with Jalen Hurts I feel like he's going to be the offensive player of the year in the NFL this year. Threw for just under 4,000 yards, had 35 total touchdowns, but over 700 yards rushing and 13 rushing touchdowns. That's the kind of offensive performance on the ground and in the air that gets you the overall award like this. I agreed with everything you just said until, until I didn't. Until you didn't. Until I didn't. And I will tell you why momentarily. Okay. You have one more pick left. Oh, I do. I do have one more pick left. Okay. Huh. You know what? I'm I'm going to go uh, assistant coach of the year. And I'm going to go with Shane Steichen of the Philadelphia Eagles. Because of Jalen Hurts' performance. Because of the turnaround that we saw. I think Shane gets the uh, gets the nod for me on that one. Love Ben Johnson. Love the Detroit Tiger or the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Detroit I went Tigers. full baseball there for a second. Uh, I'll take Shane Steichen as assistant coach of the year. Yeah, I uh, I just said that I agreed with you on everything you just said about offensive player of the year until you said the name because uh, it's Justin Jefferson, not Jalen Hurts. Because everything you just said is completely right, except. They tend to use offensive player of the year for the non-quarterback. Uh-huh. It's happened before that that was a quarterback and not the one that won MVP. And Jalen Hurts is a great example of that. Justin Jefferson's minus 800 to win this thing right now. Really? Yes. Led the NFL in receiving yards. Had one of the best, one of the most prolific receiving yards in NFL, uh, prolific receiving seasons in NFL history. That's where I feel like they slide the. Mm-hmm. You had all of that right until you said because I was sitting here going, hurts. "Oh, I should have just went ahead and did it." And he said, "Jalen hurts," and a little part of me went, "Yay!" Yay! 
Look, uh, Justin Jefferson's season uh, was good statistically, but all in all, it was a failure. He came out at the beginning of the season, said he was going for the record, and he didn't get the record. So you got to hold that against him. Mm, I don't think you do. I don't think you do. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The most important message of the day coming next. 8-2023, the year that you change your life and you win that battle with your weight problem. It can happen for you. I, I mean, I've said this time and time again in my life. I'm going to do better this year. I'm going to lose the weight. 2022, that was the year for me. The PhD weight loss program helped me lose more than 90 pounds last year. PhD is the way to go. Many people in the new year say, new year, new me. The only problem is that they use a lot of the same tendencies, which leads to new year, same you. Sometimes you need a little help, and that's what PhD gives you. They give you plenty of the food. They give you the, all the direction, all the guidance. If it works for a guy like me that was as lazy with my food choices as I was, it will work for you. PhD weight loss. I lived all of my adult life around the 300-pound mark, and now I'm down around 200 pounds, and I feel infinitely better, as you can imagine. Go to myphdweightloss.com today. It's myphdweightloss.com. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-36516. Six, three. Welcome to Harvest Farms, where the best organic or natural products are waiting for you, where the fields are filled with flavorful delights, and every bite is backed with the highest quality and attention. This is a place of affordable organic adventure, where freshness reigns supreme, that can only be found at Ingalls. Harvest Farms Organics. You'll love what's inside. It is the Sportsocracy, and it is time for the most important message of the day, Jeremy Green. Don't do crimes! And the the reign of terror of the high-heeled hijacker has come to an end. I'm really glad you said that correctly, because that could have gone wrong in several different ways. Could have gone sideways. 58-year-old Lisa Marie Coleman has been uh, arrested by the FBI she they dubbed her the high-heeled hijacker because apparently in one of her armed robberies she was wearing a fancy dress and some high-heeled shoes and so the FBI likes to play this little game they 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 like to name their bandits because it gets the public juices of flowing so when you hear oh here's uh Lisa Marie Coleman we want her for a string of armed robberies you go ah Call somebody the high-heeled hijacker. Alliteration, baby. I've told you it works every time. And, uh, yeah, so this woman apparently knocked off a grocery store. She knocked off a bank. She hit uh, one other business and also just randomly would show up and get guys to, obviously, she would target the guys, and she would get the guys to, take her somewhere or she'd pull a gun on them and make them you know make them go to the atm and 
take money out and then give it to her. Here's here's the weird part though. She she wasn't really arrested on any of these crimes. She was arrested for tax evasion. She, they did the old Al Capone on her. Two things that all of us have to do. They pay pick taxes and die. They pick her up on tax evasion and then a tip comes in and they go, "Oh wait. This is the same person." So they didn't even know she was the high-heeled hijacker when they originally arrested her found that out after the fact and now their target is is now a guy who is uh called the uh pocket square prowler they love their alliteration this is a guy who dresses in fancy suits and knocks over banks like he's like like, like he's john tillager or something indeed my story is about something that that i hold Near and dear to my heart. Beer. It, no, but you're close. Ah. If you've ever been in the Village Porch or any of these uh, anywhere else with me, and I'm consuming domestic lights, what is that very quickly followed by? Fireball shot. Bingo. If you have been, I don't know, around gas stations or any of these different places around America in the last few months, you've noticed that maybe your state doesn't sell liquor drinks in gas stations and yet here's the party pack of fireball mm-hmm. i've been asked this question no less than 100 times i already knew this i just did not know that there was going to be a class action lawsuit about it the woman that filed the suit her name is anna marquez and she discovered something because she's quite the little the little gumshoe sleuth if you look at the bottles that you see in a gas station they say fireball cinnamon, which is different than the bottle that you buy in a ABC store that says fireball cinnamon whiskey. whiskey. That's because the law states that anything above 16.5% alcohol cannot be sold in gas stations. Yes. If you have an ABC commission. Well, fireball found a little loophole around that. So the thing you see at the gas station is 16.5% malt liquor. Mm-hmm. That's sellable in gas stations and all the things. What you find at the ABC store is 33%, which means it's 66 proof. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the problem. Fireball didn't tell anybody that. So some vendors have been getting completely duped by this and selling one as the other. Oh, And apparently she got duped by it. Now she's suing Fireball. Would you like to guess what they're seeking in compensation? $14.3 million. It's too high. That's uh, the only way you ever do this. Way too low, way too high. $5 million. And frankly, I think I need to get in on this class action suit because while I was in Miami, as you do, you have a domestic light, you have your beverage of choice. Mm hmm. I figured this out because I looked at the bottle and went, that's not right. Mm-hmm. I bought it. Didn't taste good. Was it in a gas station or was it in no, a liquor it, store? Well, in Florida, you, just same. you have some overlap of that. Yeah, that's true. Because you have corner stores and it doesn't really tell you because they have both. Right. And as soon as I drank it, I went, something, something's, but I don't you, like that at you, all. But you saw it and went, that's a hell of a deal for Fireball. Uh, no, I saw it and went, 
don't know what you did here, but I don't like it. And I actually told Amy, Florida Fireball doesn't taste like home Fireball. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. I didn't go down the rabbit hole because I right. didn't really look at the bottle. I just knew it was different. I couldn't figure out why. Mm -hmm. So now I have a call to Fireball. Do you now? I, I do. I am. I, we're not celebrities by any stretch of the imagination. However, I'm a very vocal proponent of of your beverage, and I, I don't want to get involved in this lawsuit. It seems sticky and has a lot of things involved in it. I'm just saying, I'm not a hard man to find. Maybe you give a fat guy a call. Maybe we work something out uh, on the old DL. I see where this is going. We come up with something, a little side hustle maybe. Who knows? Maybe I can be the face of Fireball. Who knows? I feel like this is the face of Fireball. 100%. Actually, hold on. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. <laughs> the face of Fireball. Yeah, this is going to be a visual gag. So those of you who are not in tune to the uh, YouTube channel, you should probably do that. Yeah. Uh, and if you can't do it right now, you can go back and, of course, see the uh, the episode after it is over youtube.com slash the sportsocracy i feel like this is the face of fireball you had to take the mullet down to make it yeah, yeah. i and, think you have too many teeth to be the face of fireball no honestly. no fireball is the that that is the appropriate uh alcoholic beverage of uh, party boys frat guys mulleted men uh basically just people that wanted we want to rock <laughs> yeah First, first and foremost, I feel like you're not the face of Fireball because you and maybe four other people are the only people over the age of 22 that still drink Fireball. Well, here's the thing. I am a 35-year-old. I am a 35-year-old man. I am divorced, and I live on top of a bar. I am the face <laughs> of Fireball. <laughs> It's the only representative that you will ever find for your company that actually sweats your product. hundred <laughs> percent. People ask me if I chew big red all the time. Nope. Hadn't had a stick of it in 20 years, but I taste it on a daily basis. On a daily basis. All right. So the crime here is false advertising. Uh, apparently, which is, it's, it's dumb. Okay. You're buying fireball. It, it, calm down with your $5 million compensation. $5 million compensation could buy your whole neighborhood, okay? And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm one of you. You are my people. Just calm down on $5 million, okay? That's a lot. It's a lot of com That's a lot of damages because you didn't, okay, you saw something at the gas station that you like and you went, I'm going to buy that. Just buy it and enjoy it. Saved you a trip. Be nice to Fireball. I don't like hardly anything else, so don't ruin this for me. The soon-to-be NFL MVP, Patrick Mahomes, uh, obviously there are questions about his availability this week, or at least some had questions about his availability this week after the high ankle sprain suffered in last week's playoff game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Questions were, is he going to be good to go? Well, Patrick Mahomes met with the media earlier today, and guess what he said? 
Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good to go. Hey, guess what? Uh, if you were betting on me not playing, uh, you might as well set that on fire. I mean, I don't feel like this was my spiciest take ever, but Monday I told you there's no shot that this guy's going to miss the AFC Championship game. I don't care if you have to go through some Kurt Schilling type, uh, you know, surgery right before in the locker room right before kickoff of the game. You're going to figure out a way to get Patrick Mahomes on the field. You're not the same team without him and everybody knows it now it's good news that he is uh giving the giving the good news that he is of you know i expected it to be a little bit worse monday morning i woke up and it was sore obviously but as the days have gone on it's getting a little better it's in better shape than i thought it would be obviously he's going to be hampered by the ankle I don't think there's a way not to be. You can't stabilize an ankle that much. No, but he, uh, as Stephen Tow in our YouTube comment said, he's going to get the Bud Kilmer treatment. I mean, well, we all know that's coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a conference championship game. Patrick Mahomes is not going to miss this. I got three weeks. Yeah. I got three more weeks to play on this ankle. I, I think it affects him throwing deep down the field. I don't necessarily know that it changes the offense that much. Other than now, I fully believe you're going to see way more of these Andy Reid slide of hand magic tricks. And in in an AFC Conference Championship game, I'm here for it. And I don't know that you weren't going to need those anyway. I I don't either. Against the Cincinnati Bengals. I I don't either. Am I the only one that's looking way more forward to one of these games than the other? No. I feel like the NFL staggered this perfectly. Yes, because they give you the, the, the they give you the preamble to the headliner. Well, this is okay. I mean, and I hate to make another food reference after I just went on a diatribe about fireball. I feel like this is the Olive Garden, and and the <laughs> unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks is the first game. I'm not saying it's not good. It's probably the reason I'm here. But then the thing I'm going to go tell people how wonderful it was, was the tour of Italy that is coming afterwards. Mm -hmm. You just have, I I don't know, and, and, and maybe it's recency bias or I don't know, maybe it's just the bias of NFL fans today. What's the one thing that we value above all else? It's touchdowns. It's touchdowns. It's highlight plays. It's offense. It's up and down the field. And you get that each and every time when the Kansas City Chiefs strap it up against the Cincinnati Bengals and vice versa. These teams go after each other, and they're going to be able to score a lot of points. You get two of the best tacticians in the league in Lou Anarumo and, and Andy Reid going up against each other. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, that's not a uh, – that's no lacking matchup either with Steve Spagnuolo and Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan. Mm-hmm. But in the first game of the day on Sunday, what's the headliner? It's the defenses. You have two of the best defenses in the NFL going head to head. And yes, you have offensive pieces. I'm not saying that they're, you know, completely uh, boring teams because they're not. But the defense is the headliner of that game. One of my favorite stats of this weekend do you know the difference in the over under of these two games? No, I have not looked at the numbers. You, you feel like one of them is going to be much higher scoring than the other, right? I would believe so. There's one point separating them. Okay. The over-under in Kansas City, uh, Cincinnati is 47. Over. 
Philadelphia, San Francisco is 46. Say it. You want to. And you're right. Over. Under. 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 Okay. Under. Very convinced of that. Stephen Tow in the YouTube comments said the Chiefs and the Bengals will score more points in one quarter than the Eagles and 49ers will score in the whole game. Potentially. You give me the highest scoring game of the first one, I would say it outscores the second one. Mm-hmm. I, I, that line feels odd to me. After the break, I want to ask you a question about that. Okay. Who does that st- – so Vegas is basically telling you that Philadelphia, San Francisco is going to be higher scoring than you think. Mm-hmm. Who does that help? Does that have a funny feeling? We don't see that the same way. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Did you know Ingalls Only sells USDA Choice and Prime cuts of meat? Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. We'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy coming to you live from the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. Closing out today's program with an important question from Floster Thomas, Jeremy Green. So I feel like Vegas is telling you there's going to be more scoring in this game. In the San Francisco Eagles game? Yes. Does that not lend more to San Francisco than it does to Philadelphia? Because I saw that number, and Philadelphia's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay. I would have thought if Philadelphia is the favorite, which I'm I'm not averse to that, by the way, mm-hmm. I would have thought that number would be lower. Because if I'm Philadelphia, I don't want to get into how many times do I have to score on your defense. San Francisco is the best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's not even debatable. I don't see that pandering to Philadelphia. And I know that sounds weird because one of them's got an MVP candidate quarterback and one of them's got a rookie. Yeah. I also have way more weapons than you do. I've got Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. and That's a lot for you to deal with. Mm -hmm. I am perfectly suited to stop you because I have two of the fastest linebackers in the NFL. And I have probably the best pass rusher in the NFL. Mm -hmm. 
See, I looked at that and went, if it's a higher scoring game than I expect, then I think it favors Philadelphia. So that means you think Jalen Hurts, who we have railed on for not being as good as he's looked because he's been up against bad teams all year long. You th- what you're saying there is if one of these teams scores 28 points, which, by the way, to get to that number, you would almost have to, mm-hmm. you would say that would be Philadelphia and not San Francisco. I yeah. see no shot Philadelphia scores 28 points on San Francisco. Really? None. None. Because they're going to turn the ball over? No, because I don't see anybody scoring 28 points on San Francisco. Nobody. Okay. I don't care where it's played. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter. That, to me, feels like Vegas is hedging their bets on something. Okay. And as we've talked about, we do a gambling segment that goes across the southeast. Uh, I think the hedge on that is that's what they believe the score will be. But they feel like the money's going to come in on Philadelphia because that line's at two and a half, which is not even a full field goal. And people will go Philadelphia. You, you, you might be right. There have been three teams this year that have scored 28 or more points against the San Francisco 49ers. Would you like to take a wager at who they are? I have not a clue. Uh, well, the first one of the season was the 28-14 to 14 loss against the Atlanta Falcons. Then Which the, was with – that was either with Trey Lance or – that was really early in the season. No, that, uh, was, that Garoppolo. was Jimmy Garoppolo. That was Garoppolo, and he was just awful. Because Trey Lance got hurt in the second game of the year. Yes, that was Garoppolo, and he was just awful. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs who beat them 44-23. And then the Las Vegas Raiders in that 37-34 game. And I just, I don't see any of the issues those teams gave you being issues that Philadelphia's going to I give looked you. at scoring more points, and I went with the quarterback that I trust most. And, and while, usually I would go with you. Mm-hmm. I just think this game might be an aberration there. It, it very well could be. We'll have more of the coverage of the championship games Coming up uh, in the next two days as we get closer to our live reaction coverage. It'll be solely on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel today so you get the alert when we go live on Sunday. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 3.